Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number seven. Part three of our season one retrospective with your hosts, Claude and Justin. Hey. Hey, that's what we say on the Lost Lowdown. What else is there to say? Anyway, let's jump right into this. Uh, We are reviewing episodes 11 through 15 of season one of everyone's favorite mystery. So, everybody, hopefully you are um, going back over these episodes with us and reliving the goodness and the uh, not-so-goodness that is season one. Uh, But just so you know, we're doing all the best cowboys have daddy issues. Whatever the case may be, hearts and minds, special, and of course, the riveting homecoming. And it is it is a homecoming, isn't it? It is. And it's always nice when, when, when people come home, even if it is Claire. Oh. I know. I guess. All right. So let's just jump into uh, All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues, which is um, probably my favorite episode title uh, of the two seasons. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's definitely probably a good one. Followed by the enigmatic question mark. Yeah, yeah. That one has its merits, definitely. Um yeah, and it's followed, coincidentally, by whatever the case may be, probably one of the worst titles ever. True. Whatever so. the case may be is, is, is pretty bad. Pretty ba- Although, hey, special? I don't know. Yeah, uh, okay, those are, I, I hate, I, maybe because I hate the episode more, I hate the title more, but uh. anyway, we'll get to all that yeah. in and, due time. And, and dot 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 in translation. That's a little. That's oh, a little cumbersome. I hate all the dot dot dots. Shut up. Yeah. yeah, it's called Lost. We get it. Thanks. Yeah, we do get it. Ugh. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I'll go ahead and read um, the synopsis from the episode from our handy dandy Lost season one booklet. Yes, please um, read along at home if you have it. Yourself. Read along at home. Not that this is the best synopsis available, but uh, we just thought we'd use it. It's official, and you know, whatever. All right, episode eleven. All the best cowboys have daddy issues. After the news about Hurley's census is discovered, Jack and Locke try to find Claire, but discover that she and Charlie are missing. As Jack impulsively gets off to search for her, <laughs> sorry. He finds himself on a collision course with the dangerous and mysterious Ethan Rom. After joining the search for Claire, Boone and Locke make a discovery that will change the lives of everyone on the Eastland. I mean island. Oh. Um, okay, well, that's very dramatic. Um, Indeed. And I, I love reading these things, and even though I've seen the episodes a couple times, I love reading them and not understanding what they're referring to. Claire, Boone, and Locke make a discovery that will change the lives of everyone. Uh, what what discovery is that? I believe that would be the hatch. Oh, well, Claire didn't discover it. Claire had nothing to do with the hatch. Did she really say, does it say Claire? After joining the search, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Never mind, let's uh, delete that. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm sorry. Boone and Boone and Locke do make a discovery that will change the lives of everyone on the island. Everyone, well, we'll see. Actually, <laughs> most people' lives are changed, and for everybody else, they can now do their laundry. Okay? Right. That's about it. It seems like a bit of a spoiler, but I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean they yeah. got all those supplies. It, it was it was. Although would the supplies have come anyway? Probably. Who knows? Bonos. Yeah. Wow. Ninety two. Nice. I know. You know that's what I'm. I'm good for those uh, those old jokes, man. I'll bring Bo him back. Knows. What happened to Bo, man? He he just stopped. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, yeah, he died the way of uh, the Yeti. Too many sports at once. <laughs> yeah, didn't he play like everything? Yeah, ever? it's ridiculous. Stop well, it, please. All right. Anyway, someone's got to set the bar, and he just likes to set it high. I guess. Okay. Well. All right, man. So, uh, what's what's up in this episode? What did you uh, let's talk about stuff? Because uh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I just have I just have a bunch of, of random things that I pulled from the episode. So. Oh, what a coincidence! Me too. So yeah, I mean, I don't know where to start either. I guess I could start at the top if you want. Um, yeah. I I pulled this line. Uh, where uh from the scene where uh jack and Locke and uh maybe somebody else i don't remember when they're first discovering i think kate's there too and uh yeah yeah kate's there definitely according to my next note uh and uh you know they're discussing uh the fact that charlie and claire have been taken which you know we saw in the last episode and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jack says something like, "Yeah, they uh, they took two of our people," and then Locke says, "Who's to say they're even our people?" Yeah. And uh, so I wrote down that line because why did I write it down? Because it's a little nod in the direction of the idea of uh, a mole, I guess, in the in the in the lost community. Besides the obvious mole that Ethan was yeah uh and that's some you know people have said all sorts of people are 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 moles I've heard uh you know Kate definitely recently I heard uh Bernard and Rose oh (laughs) that's so sweet I can't imagine them being being moles although I can't it's weird so all the bickering was just a farce yeah yeah you're not a you're not a doctor, Bernard. You're a mole. I mean, a dentist. I mean, a... <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, just the fact that he raised the question of who knows if Charlie and Claire are even I, people. What I hate about that line is that Locke gets in those modes, especially... I mean, Locke and Charlie. Uh, by Charlie, I mean Jack. Mm-hmm. They both get... Uh, you already know that. <laughs> They get in those modes, especially when there's a lot going on action-wise and, you know, it's, it's, it's heightened suspense and everything. They get in those modes where, like, somebody says something and they just have to say something else to question it. Right. So, like, you know, it's like uh, the tide's coming in. Who's even to say that that's water? Like, you know, <laughs> the, I feel like Locke just said that just to say it because he, I don't know, he, he gets in those moods. And, like I said, Jack does, too. Where right. Somebody says something and they just want to say sort of the opposite to make, right. you know. I mean, and it's good because it is a valid point, but it's just like, yeah, shut up. The, they did take our people, you know what I mean? Like, Right. Yeah. Um, I, I I guess it, it's kind of like that thing uh, I like to point out from season two, you know. Well, what if he's another? Yeah, well, what if he's not another? Exactly. It's <laughs> like, I'm just going to say the opposite. 
And even though neither of us made a point, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, somehow yeah. just like contradicting what the other person said constitutes an argument. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, he's he answered he asked me a question. Ooh, I'm defeated. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if what you said isn't true? Well, okay. <laughs> it's like, how about you answer my question first, and then we'll talk about your question. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's avoiding the issue. Yeah, I yeah. know. But just just the fact that he that he raised that issue, like no one no one has been suspicious of moles except for you know the real ones. Yeah. So, just the fact that he even talked about people that were definitely on the plane. I mean, they were definitely on the plane. Well. Um, being well, Charlie was. I, I guess I don't remember seeing Claire on the plane actually, but uh, uh, but Charlie was obviously. I mean, we saw him in the flashback, and we. Were, I don't know if that was really Charlie. I think it was, uh, you know, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Oh, Zing. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that was bad on both our parts. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to mention. No, I'm sorry. You finished talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, done with that. Uh, I wanted to mention something that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Locke and Locke is, you know, starting a, you know, at the beginning of the episode, he's he's organizing a search party, and they're gonna, I think, head north or something like that. And and they, st- you know, he's walking, and Michael comes up, and he's like, "What's going on?" And he wants, and Mike wants to join. And Locke is like, "Good, you go start your own search party," you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I just told that really badly, um, because well. What happened was Locke said, we're going on a search, and Michael says, okay, I'll come with you. And Locke's like, no, 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 you know, extra person will just slow us down. And Mike was like, well, uh, 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 maybe I'll just start my own search party. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, and then Locke is going, good idea. We're going north. You go south and just leave. Mm-hmm. And Michael's just like, uh, he called my bluff. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So I thought that was I thought that was really funny because uh, he's like, well, maybe I just start my own. And Locke was like, that's a good idea. Go do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a little sad, but uh, you know, he just wants to help out. And he just wants to. He just wants to do something. And he's just like, yeah, no, no. If you're gonna go anywhere, go the opposite way, please. Thank you. So I had a question about... Okay, so basically, I remember a while ago in the podcast, you you had some strange idea that Charlie was wrapped in a cocoon and hung from the tree. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to bring that up myself. <laughs> yeah, as, as we as we saw, he was definitely just hung by his neck and not in, in any... Uh, well, hold on there. I'm going to say, there was more to it than a noose. There was like, like uh, uh, vines or something hanging down over him. What? I didn't see all that. Yeah, there was it wasn't as crazy as I remembered it, but it wasn't a simple noose. Like there were there was vines hanging down over him. And that what? that was from the tree. That was what I remembered. No, they were like hanging off the noose. Like cuz the noose was made from like I don't know. I guess it was supposed to I don't know what it was supposed to be actually, but it was like it was uh it was not rope. It was some sort of like plant. <laughs> Like yeah, item, and so it had like crap hanging off of it, and that that was what I remembered. Okay, all right, but it's not a cocoon. It's not. It's not a cocoon. It's a, but the way it hung over him, like that's that's what made me think that. But it, it was, it, yeah. Anyway, whatever. All right, um, I'm anyway, I'm gonna take a a fifty percent correct on that one. 
that is not 50%. Yeah, well, I'm taking it, so there. It, it, well, all you get is 5%, so how about that? Well, I, I took 50, so... Well, huh. how about you go and get your own search party? <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe, well, maybe I will. Well, then you should, because we're going north. You go south. <laughs> um, oh. I, I had a question. Um, hmm. It was something about uh, Charlie being hung. Okay, remember when... Jack is Jack is incessantly following the trail, um, which I guess he's a tracker now. I don't know, and and basically Ethan comes up, and I don't know where Charlie and Clara at this point, but Ethan comes and says, "Hey, you know, if you keep following me, uh, what does he say? I'm going to kill him or something like that. He's, some empty, some empty." Threat. I, I was actually going to some empty threat. I was going to uh, to point out that line specifically. I don't know if I should do that now. Do you want to just finish your? thing there well uh yeah I'll, I'll raise my question and then we can you can okay. jump in it was basically you know he says you know uh, well what's the line you have the line so yeah that, yeah yeah the line is if you do not stop following me i will kill one of them okay exactly so i guess we're supposed to assume that charlie was hung in that tree because jack specifically didn't stop oh exactly right <laughs> I never, it never dawned on me, uh, but I was, I, I was watching it and I just wondered like, why did Ethan string Charlie up? Like, did he, was he just done with Charlie, you know? But then I was thinking, well, he did threaten to kill one of them and obviously wasn't going to be Claire. So Jack didn't stop. So he hung up Charlie, you know? So I, 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 so I'm thinking that's one part of the reason he hung Charlie up. The other part was, uh, I think to slow Jack and them down. Cause once he found Charlie, you know, they, Ethan, by the, you know, getting him and rescuing Charlie and bringing him back to life, all that crap, took time, and so Ethan could escape further. Um, I think that was part of it, and I think, and then my other part of that was, question to myself was, what would they have done with Charlie anyway? Like, did, why did they even take Charlie? I mean, right. I really, I really think they, Ethan took Charlie for right, you know, for the purposes of the story. Like, if this was, you know, happening in real life, they really had no purpose for Charlie. Right. And so they would have just sort of knocked, you know, Ethan would have just sort of knocked Charlie out and then taken Claire. But since, you know, it's more dramatic and blah, 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 and storyline-wise, story I think that's why they took, that's why they took, that's why he took Charlie, too. Right, right. Well. He, yeah, the others have no use for Charlie as far as we can tell, so. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that pretty much goes in line with what I was going to say about that line. Like, he says, I will kill one of them. So, by saying that, I assume he means Charlie and Claire, the people he has. Yeah. Right? He's not going to kill Claire. So, not that, not that, I guess maybe Jack doesn't know that or whatever. But, I mean, he's, yeah. he's basically just saying, I'll kill Charlie. But, yeah, that was, that was the thing that occurred to me uh, later uh, was, like, why, if he was just going to hang Charlie, why didn't he just, why did he take him in the first place? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I first watched, yeah, it seemed like he just hung him just to hang him, and oh, good thing we just found him in time. But I think it was more of, I think it was all those three things. One that he, you know, he he told Jack, if you don't stop following me, I'm gonna kill one of them. Two to slow Jack and the search party down, and three because realistically they have no use for Charlie. Right. Yeah. I I, I agree. I mean, it doesn't make. But the other thing I wanted to note about that line is that he specifically doesn't use contractions. And, yeah, um, you when you said when you read that line, I heard it, it came off as strange when you said it because you didn't have any contractions. Yeah, and I and I I thought it makes him seem more like 
robotic or something that he speaks that way in a, in a time of, of you know, high Her, tension or whatever. Yeah. Well, I wanted to I wanted to bring up this whole notion, and then this is something that was mentioned in. Uh, I mean, you thought this at some point. I don't ever. Really, I never really did, but uh, it was mentioned in uh, in Homecoming when they when they sort of capture Ethan. You know, uh, I don't want to really skip that far, but I'll just say Sawyer says, you know, who who or what is this guy? And I'm like, why are they questioning if he's human or whatever the word "what" means in that whatever the context of that word is in, in his sentence. I'm like, why is why is it even brought up, you know? And like, you know, we talked before how, well, you you specifically thought Ethan seemed superhuman when he first fought Jack, yeah. And, and I didn't really think. I mean, they they made him seem strong, but and and sort of borderline superhuman or whatever. But uh, but it seems like you know with, with Sawyer's line that that's what they were trying to bring across that he might not be human or right. or he's got some sort of supernatural powers. But I mean, there's not a lot of evidence to support the- that. Because the second time around, Jack, you know, gives him a pretty good beating. Yeah, well, he he keeps getting up, though. He does keep getting up, but, I mean, like I said, you know, all you got to do is be strong to withstand some, some punches. There, right? It really amazes, like, you think he's knocked him out, and he just sort of keeps getting up. But the, the other thing that uh, I didn't notice consciously, but there there's also that line about how he teach, was, was, like, dragging them both, and they talk about how could one person... Like yeah. drag two people away. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that that's hinting a little bit at some sort of supernatural. You know, because really, realistically, I mean, even though Claire and Charlie aren't huge, like it would be pretty hard to carry them both. And know? it's not to me. It's not even a matter of this of their weight or size, but it's just a physical. Like, how do you carry two people? Like, do you wrap your arm around each of them and sort of carry them, like, parallel to the ground, you know? Like, if you're carrying two-by-four? Yeah. Like, it's like, how do you... And if you could really do that, I mean, I think that would be quite a feat, so... Yeah, and it's like, it, it it doesn't make... Like, I don't know what they're getting at. Does that mean that he had help? Like, he seemed to be alone, but there was really somebody else? It It could just mean that. I mean, based on what we know later about the others... It seems as though, I mean, Henry certainly wasn't superhuman, or he should have been able to escape or something. Yeah. Uh, based on what, everything else we've seen of the others, they, they aren't superhuman. They're just humans. So uh, so I, I would conclude that he had help. Yeah, I. it seems like... I'd like to think he had help, but so far they're not going in that direction. So we'll see if, if it ever comes up. Uh, I mean, he's obviously dead, but... We'll see if it ever comes up about how he actually was managed, managed to drag away two people. Um, it could have been just a thing where he he was threatening them to the point to where you know he you know he wasn't carrying them away, but he was forcing them through the jungle. You know what I mean? But they, and, I think they saw like drag marks. I, I think that's what brought it up. They saw drag marks. Yeah. Like two two sets and then a set of footprints, which meant they were both being dragged. Well, that's that that's that other thing. Like when they were following him, and Kate realizes that you know these these footprints you know diverge, and you know, and she explained how that's possible. You know, you do a set of prints and you walk back in them and you circle around. Mm-hmm. How do you do all that if you're dragging two people? Right. You know, and I don't. Which I guess goes back to the idea that that he really did have help and. Uh, and that I guess at yeah. the point the point in which he, he he got Charlie and Claire, like right after that somebody was there to help 
help carry them back. And, I but mean, then again, but then they would have found more prints if there was, you know, if there was, if there was Ethan, Charlie, Claire, and then a a, a second other, you know, a fourth person total. They would have found more more footprints, right? Well, I think they would they would have brought that up. I mean, I'd like to mention. Uh, so we know Ethan's not alone, like in general. He he's yeah. definitely with the others. Also, there's that whole thing about the others not leaving footprints. So it's, yeah, but they do. Yeah, I know, right? But sometimes <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't leave footprints when when they don't want to or something. Yeah. I don't know. When they want to make it a plot point that they don't. But yeah. maybe if they don't wear shoes, they don't leave. Foot- I don't know. But, uh, so maybe, I don't know what we're supposed to think about that. Maybe it just doesn't fit with what they have later. Maybe yeah. they thought about them being super, supernatural or whatever, maybe, and decided against it, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> I think the jury, I think the jury's still out on, on Ethan and, and his whole, I mean, they definitely hinted, I guess we should, we should make a list of, like, pro-human and, and, you know, things that make him seem, you know, supernatural and things that make him not seem supernatural or whatever. And then right. see which one, see which one has a bigger number of items. Right. But, um, cause it, yeah, I mean like that thing once, like Sawyer says, he's like, who, who or what is this guy? And I'm like, why did you say that? <laughs> like, and I, and I, and what, what you just mentioned, I think goes along with that. The fact that Jack was beating him senseless and he was barely going down and uh, I, I think I think that sort of prompted Sawyer's response too. It's like because I was watching them like, damn Jack, are you done? Like I know, like you hit him like twenty them. times, you know. It's like so it's, guess, it's the scene that you expect, you know, when he throws that final blow, you expect him to like stay down and be knocked out. Yeah, but he just never stopped getting up. He doesn't stop. It, only the gunshot stopped him. Yeah. Oh, and then I, okay, we shouldn't bring that up because that's that final episode. But. Yeah, I know. We're we're talking about homecoming now. Yeah. Oh well. What can so, you do? So it it, yes. it lines up perfectly with this episode. So it does. Basically, the next three are an interlude, just like developing other characters. <laughs> so you know that really you could put this one and homecoming next, and then those three, and it wouldn't matter. But, well, except those three have mentions of Claire being gone. Well, yeah, I mean, besides that, that's a small part of them, though. They barely yeah. care about Claire, no. They don't even remember. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, so do you do you have something else? You want me to go to something else? Oh, please, go ahead. Okay, so uh, there's one really trivial thing. Um, when Jack is yelling at Locke to, like, go faster or whatever, and... When he when Locke like tries to take a break and mm-hmm. you know and he's like you know we gotta keep going and yeah he's not giving up because because of his flashback you know yeah oh I forgot uh, <laughs> yeah he can't give up and then like Kate takes him aside and he's and she's like you know give him a break or whatever and then she like blinks a few times like <laughs> blink 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 blink. Like, it just really annoyed me. Like, <laughs> what, was she trying to charm him with her feminine wiles or something? Yeah, that was the sense I got. Like, listen to me, Jack. Blink, blink. Maybe that's hypnotism. It was awful. I just oh, wait. Man. Did I did I just say hypnotism? Yeah. Isn't the word hypnosis? No, you can say hypnotism. Can you? Yeah. Oh well, good. I'm always right, so I should have known. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, no, I, I believe that's valid. Yeah. So I had I had another thing to go back to when 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 they you know they they rescued Charlie and I I don't even know why he sort of came back to life but he did he really should have been dead and you know we would have all missed him. Oh, I yeah, I have something to say about that scene. Okay. So so you know they asked Charlie what happened and he goes I don't remember and I'm like. Wow, okay, so anytime someone gets attacked by the others, they just have this way of not remembering. <laughs> I know, right? You know, like, and I'm like, and I wondered, you know, going back to what we said, I think, in our in our season two finale podcast about the others maybe having tele, uh, telepathic powers or something, mm-hmm. if they have some sort of mind control or mind blocking abilities or something mm-hmm. so that they can, like, selectively block out things, you know? So I don't know, because I just thought it was weird that he couldn't remember I like what happened. I mean, I guess what, and, and then of course it goes back to the fact that it is a show. So maybe the writers didn't want to say anything, or didn't know what to say, or had anything good to say about, you know, what you know the circumstances of his of, of his getting strung up and stuff. Right. But. Right. And as of now, we don't know any more about the journey of Ethan from the time he took them to the time of maternity leave, where he yeah. had Claire. So. It's it's actually still a mystery whatever went on and Charlie hasn't figured it out yet or whatever. So mm-hmm. what I have written down here is does Charlie really not remember and if he doesn't remember why not? And that's pretty much what you're asking there. Yeah, and I think I think we've seen Charlie lie before about big things uh and so maybe he does remember. I mean, all he has I mean, what could he possibly remember? Ethan drug us through the jungle and then he knocked me out and strung me up or something like there's, there's not a lot to remember even if he does you know right uh unless unless there's some like crazy pertinent details or something like he you know danced around and turned into a dragon and then like you know i don't know but um <laughs> right um so at, at some point in one of these episodes i i messed up and didn't didn't note it when i watched it but i remembered it later uh, at some point, he says all they wanted was Claire, right? Uh, I, yeah. I don't remember what episode that was. So regarding that, uh, how does he know? Does he assume that just because they left him to die, I guess? And then the second question is, why does he say they? I mean, if it was just Ethan. Oh, that is a very good observation. Um... Yeah, because I remember thinking throughout these sort of five episodes when they mention Ethan, you know, the only thing they know about anybody else on the island, of course they know Rousseau, they know Ethan, they, right. but they don't know, and they and they know from from Saeed via Rousseau that there's, quote, others on the island, right. they're not alone. We're not alone. We're not alone. And um, so I was thinking throughout this whole time, they you know, they never... Uh, I think they did sort of suggest that Eth- that there may be people that Ethan are working with or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there was a throwaway they, line about that, yeah. They usually refer to him by himself, though, you know? and But so that's interesting that he said they, and of course there's two sides to that statement. Either the writers wrote that because they know what's going on, and and you know it's only in there because they're because they know that the, the others are out there in their agenda or and you know of course and Charlie sort of doesn't he just says that line because you know they it's in the script right and the other side the second part of that would be that you know 
Charlie does know that there's others out there and, and that Ethan was working with sp- other people. And, and that actually may corroborate the, um, the, the uh, what should we call that? The multiple kidnapper um, scenario. Right, right. I mean, that's what it made me think. Like, yeah, I don't see why he would use that word if he had only encountered one person. And, and it didn't dawn on me at the time, but it, but I think I think it's weird now. He says he doesn't remember, then he comes up with that. And and when I when I heard that line, I thought, I thought you know he gathered that information from when he was you know captured. But then of course he said he doesn't remember anything. So it, the contradiction of that didn't really dawn on me. But but yeah, it seems weird that he he says. It seems like he's saying that because he knows some inside information, yet he claims he doesn't remember anything. Right. So I'm just going to assume he was lying, that he does remember some stuff at least, and um, and that he got the sense or either he knew that there was multiple people involved. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we can move on. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, there, there's something there, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more someday. Or maybe we'll never know. Um, okay. <laughs> so, another thing I wanted to point out. Well, here's a trivial thing. Um, I noted a few of the uh, segues from, you know, the, the the adventures on the island to the flashbacks. Yeah. And uh, there's one in this one where Kate, you know... Uh, Jack says, you know, tell me something real or whatever. And she she says, my dad did whatever, and that's where I learned how to track. And then she says, anything you want to share, Jack? Cue the flashback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really annoyed me. Like, yeah, oh God. I, I, I realized uh, when I uh, got it. Sorry, I keep skipping to Homecoming, I guess, because I just watched that one. But you know that was clear. That was Charlie's uh, Charlie's backstory, or I like to call it Charlie's BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Please. Yeah, and uh, and they have that. They have that scene where um, <laughs> yep. he's like he's like in the jungle or something, and then he he flashes to it's towards the end when he flashes to uh, when. Well, anyway, I don't want to explain it. We'll talk about it later. But they did a similar thing where. I wonder they they had the flashback and they cut back to Charlie like sort of just standing there thinking and I'm like, is he thinking about the flashback? I mean, did, did we just see what he thought about or is he thinking about something else that happened previously in that time frame? So anyway, yeah, they 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 like to 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 cut the flashback with the what's going on and you know, yeah. The thing I wrote down um, for that episode was uh, it was actually in the flashback. Uh, the character that he uh, uh, seduces, I guess, and gets the job from. At the end, she says, uh, "You'll never take care of anyone." Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to. That's I thought we should save that for later, but yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> and then it cuts. Well, it fit in because it's the same kind of thing, like her yeah. saying that. Then cuts to Charlie at present, uh, wanting to take care I, of someone. Since we're already talking about it, I just wanted to say that's the worst insult ever. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's only meaningful because of how they wrote it into the show. But, like, if anybody ever told me, you'll never take care of anyone, I would just laugh in their face. I'm like, what does that even mean? What? Yeah. You know, like, you'll never, it should, I mean, it should be, the line should be, like, 
anyone in your care, like, would be a fool, or anyone in your care should be weird, you know, not like, you'll never take care of anyone, like, that's just a weird thing to say, Yeah. you know, when, when the point is, you, you might take care of someone, but you won't do it well, you know, I think that's, you know, or you have, you don't have the ability to, ca- to take care of someone, which I guess is what it really means. That's what it's supposed to mean. Yeah, but the way she phrases it is just like... Oh, that's so silly. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so another thing. Uh, back to all the best cowboys. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I noted that in this episode, the, the small decision of Boone's to go along on the rescue party uh, is what directly leads to his death and the discovery of the hatch. Uh, of course. So, like, that little that little moment where, can I come along? Like, that thing is what... Yeah. Is, or... I'm sorry. That thing is what fuels, like, a huge plot, like, thing that, you know, runs rampant for season two and, uh, and the rest of season one, really. And, uh, I mean, who knows what the ultimate effect was, but it definitely resulted in his death. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're right, but I, I sort of considered the the pivoting, the pivotal moment when, when they're searching or whatever, and then Locke tells Boone to go back, and he's like, or I think, I think Boone was like, okay, I'm gonna go back, and then no, he says, yeah, we should go back or something, and Locke's like, no, I'm going, and Boone's like, okay, well, I'll go too, and it seems like that's the point at which he really sort of dedicated himself, and then, and then Locke, it's that that really weird point when Locke can. See the future. I don't know what he's doing. He's like, it's gonna rain in about a minute or thirty seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. And, I uh, I wrote that, that down. Like, yeah, that, that's well, like the pivotal moment when like Locke is at. He's basically at the height of his. Um, what do you call it? I don't know what it is. His his journey or or, or not even the height because really the hatch is where it gets to his height. But it, he's 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 you know and even that there's I don't know if it's this episode but there's that scene when. Um, he gives Saeed his compass, you know? I think it's the next episode where he gives Saeed his compass, and I'm like, wow, Locke, you don't even... And he says, I don't even need it anymore. I'm like, he's so in tune with the island at this point that he doesn't even need his compass to get around. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I, uh, you know? I was going to mention that, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the whole thing with Boone. And, I mean, if Boone wasn't there, they wouldn't have found the hatch. Right. Because they only found it because he tossed Boone the flashlight and he dropped it and it hit the thing. And right. Like, it was, it, it, it seems like the island has been, I mean, if you, I guess you can think about it from this perspective, that the island has been willing this whole thing from the beginning, you know, with giving Locke his ability to walk and all that stuff. And then Locke, you know, taking Boone under his tutelage and, and then testing Boone. And then what we'll talk about later with the, you know, the, the making Boone give up Shannon thing. And, uh, right. you know, that whole, that whole journey he made Boone do, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, there's a lot going on with, with tests and trials and, and, and making people do stuff to seemingly make them better for whatever reason. So, right. uh, but yeah, you're right. That little decision to that little, cause he, he's always been like that. I mean, as far as we know from the show, right. he's always eager to help, but he usually like craps it up. Right. And, you know, and again, jumping to homecoming when um, when he's standing guard, you know, oh. and he falls asleep, and then he wakes up in the morning, and he 
he hears the the alarm go off and he runs and then he trips and like right. it's like Boone, you're such a loser, jeez, yeah. man. And that was particularly sad because Locke's like, yeah, we're counting on you, Boone, and you yeah. know, and it's like, oh, somebody thinks I'm worthwhile, and then he fucks yeah. it up. He fucks it up. He couldn't stay awake. And you know what? We've all learned from Freddy Krueger movies that it's really hard to stay awake when you're <laughs> sleepy. Yeah, that's true. And it's really hard. Even and and sometimes when you think you're awake, you're sleeping. <laughs> you're sleeping that's in Freddy. True. Hey, hey, hey! Don't 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 kiss the nurse. It might be Freddy. Oh God! Yeah, it always is. <laughs> the nurse never kisses is. you in real life. No, that was always strangely like I don't know weird how in that scene when Freddy's like, you know trying to sex up the guy and it, he's only doing it because it's freddy you know yeah and it's like don't fall for it it's freddy krueger he'll kill you after he seduces you yeah yeah that is kind of weird i never thought about that i remember that yeah, scene wasn't that where, weird? Like, the tongue comes out of the phone I'm like Ugh. oh god yeah a lot yeah, that's the thing with horror movies where they they've got this sexual context sometimes yeah and, and wow. uh, and that's why we love Lost. Wait, why did we? Why are we talking yeah, about horror movies? Yeah, we're way movies? off topic. Okay, so let me blow through a few more things. There's a there's a scene where Wild and Hurley play uh, backgammon, and uh, you know Walt wins and says, "You owe me twenty thousand dollars." I love that. And uh, Hurley says, "You'll get it." And uh, I just wanted to point that out as being good, like planning or whatever that that goes well with the later episodes when you find out at the time it seems like a comment like he's just saying it oh yeah you'll get it but well i wanted to point out that i don't i like what the line means i don't like the line itself and i you know i'm i'm a writer so i guess i i'm always thinking about the lines and how i would have written them i hate the fact that he said you'll get it because i think that's you know sort of inaccurate because i don't think they're ever going to get off the island so he really won't ever get it I think he should have said, I'm good for it, or something like that. And maybe that would have been a little too specific, or whatever. I mean, I think at this stage, he doesn't know or think he's not getting off the island. So, from Hurley's perspective, it's it's reasonable to say you'll get it. Because he's he's still thinking at this point that they're going to get off. I don't know if that's true, but I'll I'll give the benefit of the doubt. I, I I think by this point... I think they've all sort of realized the chances that they're getting off the island are slammed to none. But uh, in that context, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let it slide. It is a good line in terms of what we find out. Um, and I just love the fact that I love when... I thought it was just funny when Walt was like, Hey, you owe me $20,000! Because <laughs> it, just, it just seemed funny cause like, that this kid is saying this... Because he, he, he really wants his money, you know? And it's like one of those things. He's like... Yeah, this little kid and I were, you know, playing this game and we we're betting all kinds of crazy money and the kid really wants his money, you right. know. And it's just, I don't know, that whole that I I really love that line. He's like, "Hey, you owe me $20,000." You know, it's like just it just it's just so stereotypically a kid thing to to do. But, yeah. But Hurley is good for it, so. Right. I mean, I have a feeling if they really did get off, he probably would give them 20,000 cuz what does he care? He ain't got nothing to do with it, so, yeah. And, you know, Walt, I'm sure he could use money for something, some sort of crazy whatever. Uh, Okay, so the next thing is, uh, I wanted to mention the screaming that Jack heard when he was following uh, Ethan, etc. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, that, like, I guess Kate doesn't hear. I wrote the same thing down. Uh, 
So, I mean, I want to know, like, you know, was that was that supposed to be real? Or did he just imagine that? Or I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to make of that. It just, it didn't sound like normal screaming. It sounded processed or like there was something... There's a, it just didn't sound like a normal scream, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wrote the same thing down. I was wondering why Kate didn't seem to hear the screams, and I mean, what could that really mean? I mean, basically, if it if it was a real scream that Jack heard, well, first of all, who was it? It was supposed to be Claire, right, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if it was anybody, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I'm just thinking, like, if that was really Claire screaming and he heard it, then why why didn't Kate hear it? They were right there together. Well, I mean, I don't think she's lying. There's no reason to lie about that. Well, she's a mole. Um, even if she's a mole, uh, to pretend not to hear a scream, I don't know what 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 good that would do. Yeah, I know. I just her. said that to be an ass. Oh well, you don't need to say things being asked. Yeah, it comes comes naturally. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't. I was trying to think through this logically why Kate wouldn't hear the thing. I just don't know. Um, I don't know why she she didn't hear it. I mean, and it, okay, and uh, I guess the other thing is if it if it wasn't a real scream or or you know only Jack heard it, then why? Like, was it? Uh, I get. I mean, we can go back to our psychic thing. I was going to say that maybe some sort of telepathy, Tele- telepathic scream thing. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe. Oh, that's sort of interesting idea. Maybe Claire, you know, sort of telepathically screamed. Oh. And and you know, and she's maybe reaching out to Jack, sort of you know, un- unconsciously reaching out to Jack right. because she trusts him and can you know he think she thinks he. Sh- he can save her, and so she right. sends out this sort of telepathic scream that he hears. And I mean, I love that idea, but they don't seem like that's what they're going. I mean, they have no other evidence to support that. True, but True. I, I do. We should add that to the uh, list of Claire B having having mental psychic powers. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I hadn't even thought about that possibility, but yeah, it just yeah, it just it just hit me now, like. Because I was just thinking, you know, like if if he's the only one who heard it, then how? And I'm like, well, if it's telepathic, then that's how. Right. Um, I mean, I was thinking Ethan caused it, like it was the other's telepathic abilities. But yeah, it could very well just be Claire's. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's really interesting. We'll we'll put that uh, put that stick that in our hats. Right. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff in our hats. We got a lot of stuff in our hats. A lot of feathers and a lot of other things. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna walk around with these hats full of shit. But hey, the hat's getting heavy. Hey. Okay. So uh, next question. How long could Charlie? I love, I love this. I love the part of our podcast where we just rattle off questions to each other, and we have to come up with answers on the spot. I'm I know, just like, right? it's like, just, I, it's like obviously I don't have an answer. I wouldn't ask the questions, so you yeah, can come exactly. Up with one, right? it, it's really fun. I do, I do love that. It's like you'll just ask the question, and uh, I'll have to come up with an answer. Uh, it, yeah, it makes uh, it makes it worthwhile because. Uh, it makes us really go through the process of how something can work and why. And anyway, ask your question. Right now, this isn't this isn't a big mythological question. This is sort of a realism question. Like, okay, could Charlie have survived being hung by the neck for however long he was there? I mean, I don't know. I guess if he was just hung up, whatever. But it didn't seem like that. It didn't seem like he was just hung up. In my head, I assumed that he hadn't really been hanging there for long. 
Um, he was pretty much, well, he was definitely unconscious and it didn't seem like his heart was beating anymore. Uh, that's why Jack was, uh, wasn't he doing CPR or something or beating him at least? He's yeah. Yeah. He, well, eventually he's just beating him. Um, so I mean, I think I, I 85% buy how that scene played out that, uh, I think if he was there any longer, he wouldn't have been able to resuscitate him. But I think uh, he went through enough to sort of bring him back realistically. So I, I, I say, I say the way it played out, I'll, I buy it. I buy how it played out. I mean, my understanding of hangings is that when you hang someone, like their neck breaks and they die. Like, well, that's the thing. He, that's when you, no, 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 no. That's I don't think that's always the case with hangings. Um, because I'm, I'm just going from what I've seen in movies and stuff. A lot of times they, I think hanging is really just choking to death. I mean, you've seen those things when like, you know, the person has a noose around their neck and they're standing on something and the thing doesn't have, what they're standing on doesn't have to be, okay, there's two types of hangings that I've seen in movies. There's one where like they throw the person off of something or they fall sort of a great distance. And yeah, that does sort of break their neck. And there's other hangings where the person is just sort of standing, you know, off the ground, I don't know how many feet or foot or two, it doesn't really matter. But, and the thing is moved, and they sort of just, like, hang there and choke to death and then, like, fizzle out. Right. So that's, that, there's two types, that's the two I've seen. I think Charlie was the second one where he was just sort of hung up there and, and sort of got choked to death. I mean, I think the, if you're hanging someone, like, legally, you drop them where their neck breaks. You don't, like, just let them choke to death. Really? I mean, you could die that way. But it seems like he was high up there. I wouldn't think, you know, I wouldn't think he just like gently raised him. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it happened. Whatever. I, I'll give him a pass on it. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I always thought somehow they just like put the news and then like put him in the news. Like I don't know how. I didn't, I didn't really think that like he took him up into the tree and then pushed him off. And I mean, I don't, I can't even see. That's the thing. He seemed like they just strung him up. So basically, like. And I say they, because I think he had help. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you know, Charlie's standing. I mean, not that he's really just standing there, but he's standing on the ground. They put the noose around his neck, flip the flip the rope around the tree, and literally, like, string him up like a pulley system, you know. Uh, so that's how I think it happened. I mean, you, you, I don't think there's any way. I mean, it's, it's one thing to try to conceive that Ethan drugged two people through the woods, but I don't think he can you know drag charlie up a tree to push him out of the tree mm-hmm. you know so i think i think they they strung him up i think that's what happened and i think he was he was choked to death or to near death okay all right fair enough uh so then the the charlie revival scene uh i just you know yeah a little too dramatic for you yeah i mean it just it gives them it gives them the dramatic death scene but without the consequences mm-hmm. you know? much like it's... uh some somebody else had that uh oh shannon yeah when shannon quote died oh uh, yeah you're right you're you right know, it although was like... her death scene wasn't as dramatic as charlie's like, Not as dramatic, but it was still like you still had that idea that a character on the show just died, and then they sort of no, they're not dead. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But this one goes on forever. Like he's 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 doing CPR, and then he's beating his chest, and then Kate's like, "Stop, he's gone." And then he stops for a second, and it's like, "Okay, now he's dead." And the music swells, and then he just yeah. starts again. Okay, here I go again, and 
then please stop, Jack. It goes on forever, and it's just it goes on for a while. And, and and the sound effects that they have, it sounds like he's breaking Charlie's ribs. Like, like you know, I'm like, because I mean, I, I if you do CPR wrong, you can break. You know, you can fracture people's ribs. Yeah, and it's like he's he's you know beating on his chest hard. I'm like, in that 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 sound the set effect that they use. It makes me seem like Charlie, you know, is going to be hurting when he gets, you know, when he's back alive. Like, he should be having, like, f- fractured ribs. Right, which brings me to the next point. Apparently, all he needs to do is just breathe. Just breathe, Charlie. <laughs> all you have to do, I think I think the first rule in medicine, like, after you take the Hippocratic Oath, you're taught that anything is curable by breathing. <laughs> Which is really good, I guess, for humans because, you know, we breathe all the time. You breathe all the time. Like, there was another scene where, uh, was it, oh, yeah, when, when Claire comes, is this homecoming again? Sorry. When Claire comes back. <laughs> Keep going back to that. Sorry. Claire comes back and they're like, give her some room, give her some room, you know, so she can, you know, breathe. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, people, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, when you get kidnapped, all you need to do is breathe. And you all you need to do is breathe. <laughs> yeah, I cut my arm off yesterday, but the doctor just told me to breathe, and I got a new arm, so there it is. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay, so I don't really have anything else. The only thing, other thing I was going to mention, I don't have anything to say about it, but this episode marks the discovery of the hatch. We already talked about it. Um, yeah, and I love how we... we we find the hatch in this episode and like never to really talk about it for like at least two episodes, right? Before they even mention it again. Yeah, no, well, they, yeah, they talk, well, they don't talk about it in the next episode. They talk about it in Hearts and Minds because it's part really? of Boone's thing. Oh, okay. I just, I mean, I know that in the next episode they're still going out into the jungle and, and we're, they're supposedly working, you know, doing whatever. But they never sort of, it's never sort of mentioned for a little bit, you know. Right, right. But, um... Yeah, it's a, it, there's, there's an episode break where they don't talk about it. And then, yeah, but, and then, and then they talk about it a little bit, and then it's, I don't think it's special they really talk about it either, so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely in the background for a while. Uh, and, uh, and I also wanted to mention that this is the actual hatch, like, the thing that really was a hatch. Not like... They said, they said, who who was that? I wrote in my notes, hatch equals door, because, uh, oh, I think it was Boone, Boone, when Boone toned Shannon or something. Oh, he yeah. We found, we found a hatch, and she was like, like, like a, a door? door? And he goes, yeah, that's what a hatch is. And I thought to myself, yes, people, yes, a hatch <laughs> is a door. A hatch is not an underground bunker, okay? I hate the fact that the show just started calling that bunker a hatch. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I think that's how, like, that's how language happens sometimes. I, I like that, but yes. I, but then I agree because it's just it's just wrong. Language language happens by folly. I agree. Yeah, you know, like something happens, and then forevermore it's referred to that. You know, Indians, for instance. You know. Yeah. And forevermore it's referred to as that, even though it's it's ridiculously wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, it's. I think it's. I. I always like Native Americans. Once, once for that like two week period when they wanted to be called Native Americans. Yeah. Uh, I I really like that. And then of course it it, it went to Amer- um, American Indians. So. Right. Yeah. I mean I like it too, but apparently that's not the right one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It it seems much more apt, but yeah, because that's you I, know, I know. that's what they were. But whatever. 
Closer to that than Indians. So silly, but whatever. That's fine, guys. We You can be called whatever you want. Hey, hey, hey. As long as you uh, take my money at the casino, <laughs> I'll call you whatever you want, That's buddy. That's right. Bingo. Give me five, Bingo. On, give me five on red, please. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, so that's it for that one. Yay! Let's move on! Yay! Next episode. Okay. Whatever the case may be. Whatever the case may be. Which might sound like an interesting title if you don't know what the episode is. It's an interesting title if you don't watch the episode. Yeah, I liked it originally before I saw it and thought about it, and now I hate it. Oh well. So you gonna read the description, or am I just gonna keep rambling? <laughs> as soon as I, f- I'm sorry, I'm looking for it. <laughs> I'm just like, man, uh, I can't can't improv for that long. Jeez. Sorry, I, I I can't I can't find it. You can't find it? Oh, this is silly. I got it right in front of me. All right, you're. Oh 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 oh. There it is. <laughs> man, I'm about to pull it out. You sure? Well. Yeah, go ahead, because episode 12 is whatever the case may be. Enlisting Shannon to help translate the papers he stole from the Frenchwoman, Saeed makes a startling discovery. Meanwhile, Kate and Sawyer find a briefcase in wreckage submerged in a hidden lagoon and find themselves pitted against each other when it becomes clear that the contestants, oops, contents of the case hold vital information about Kate's past. Contestants. Yeah, I can't read. Oh, that's my that's, that's right. my secret. <laughs> I'm illiterate. What are you gonna do? Hey, luckily we didn't pay you to read. Riff, man, riff. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what is the deal with these things? So this was an interesting episode, and I say that only because uh, I needed something to say. Yeah, uh, God, I could I not disagree <sighs> more? Yeah, I needed something to say while I thought about what I was gonna say. Um. The, 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 ugh. Okay. So, isn't this the one that starts off with uh, mm-hmm. Kate picking fruit in the tree? Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very Jane, a la Tarzan and Jane. Um, she's just like, like peacefully picking fruit in the trees, mm-hmm. and life is grand on the island. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Sawyer is like rustling in the in the in the background, and she like hits him. I love how she can't see him. But she can hit him with a rock. Like, mm-hmm. like, okay, you have really good something. If you can hit something, you can't actually see. Right. Um, it it was so crappy. That whole that whole first uh, that first segment of the show is just so crappy. It was awful. You know, he's, he's in the jungle and she hits him, and he's like, "Ow!" And like, it, it was crappy. And then anyway, so they go into the lagoon and like start swimming, and it's so crappy. And uh, then, of course, and the whole time I'm waiting for what's really going on here, which, of course, we find out the case. Right. And you know what I, I really hated about this whole case thing? Well, a couple things. Okay. One, okay, obviously, for those who remember and for people at home who just watched it again and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, you know, this is this is the case that the, uh, the um, what's it called? Uh, not Sheriff. Marshall. That the, that the marshal had. Uh, okay, okay, here's a quick question. I think I asked this before. This is probably before we started podcasting. But why was why was the case underneath his chair? 
I mean, the, by his, I mean the guy who was at the bottom of the lagoon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because... No, I, was, I was looking on the message boards. A lot of people were asking that. And they came up with, like, all sorts of wild theories because, about why that Yeah, happened. because because if, if you remember if you remember the how they were on the plane, um, if you... Let's... Uh, if you're looking... If you're... If you're... When you come on the plane and you turn right, you know, uh, Kate and the constable... I keep saying constable... And the marshal were on the left-hand side of the plane, you know. Right. Kate, Kate has the window seat. He's got the aisle seat, mm-hmm. right? So his briefcase, if he put it underneath his seat in the front, should have been on the uh, of the two seats on the right side. Yet, when we see the you know the two seats underwater, it's on the left side. Now, you know, didn't she say that they made him check it? And that's the other thing. They said they said they made him check the case that he that they wouldn't even what did they say they wouldn't she said something else they made him check it and they had a he had a hard time bringing something else on board or something or or I don't know but but she said they made him check the case yet the case obviously wasn't checked it was it was carry on Well what I was thinking was could it have been you know with the checked luggage and somehow gotten like thrown. <laughs> I mean, let's you know, let's to be. I mean, like Jack got thrown in the woods, and like Rose next to him didn't. So you the okay. Let let's all think about the odds of a suitcase checked in the in the in the cargo part of the plane finding its way in the same lagoon and underneath. Uh, 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 two seats full of people. I don't buy that. I, I think with all the non-realism that went along with the crash and where people ended up, I, I, I'll i say whatever on that one. I think what happened was they just... I think it's a, con- a continuity error. I think... Because if 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 that case was on the right-hand side, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be asking this question. You know what I mean? Because it, we would have just assumed those are the two people sitting in front of Kate and the the, the marshal, and he put his suitcase, he put his briefcase underneath the seat in front of him, which yeah. is what you have to do when you're in a plane. But it, I think it's just a continuity well, error why it's on the left. But still, uh, but, like but their did, seat was thrown, so I wouldn't expect the case to travel with it. I wouldn't either, but uh, uh, it it seems stuck. So I don't know if it was stuck between, like, the two... Th- yeah, it really should have... Even if it was sort of stuck, it, it would have jostled free in the fall and all that and hitting the ground and tumbling. And I, I think it's just a crap... It's just crap because it's the show. I think that's what it is. Yeah, pretty much. That's That was my take. So that question aside, the other thing I... I so anyway, Kate, you know, Kate's like, ooh, let's get the case. And Sawyer's like, that's your case. And she's like, uh-uh. And she's like, yeah. And then, like, he gets the case... And then there's that other scene where he's, you know, he's trying to open the case and Michael tells him, you know, the only way you're going to open a halliburton is pure force, buddy. Uh, and so he tries to drop it from a tree. Yet when he drops it from the tree, it just like hits it on its side. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, he doesn't drop it where it's going to like hit, like the rock is going to hit where the case would actually open. Right. He just like throws it. I'm like, Sawyer, come on. Anyway. Yeah. She comes and picks up the case and runs with it. And I'm like, Kate, uh, Sawyer knows where you live. Like, where do you really think you're going to go with that case? I know. That was really like, silly. She runs with it like she's really going to get somewhere. Like, he knows where you live. You, two, you're two-tenths down from him. Like, you're silly. 
Uh, okay, and then my other thing about the case, and then you, we can talk about why you hate this episode, uh, is is you know Kate comes to comes to Jack and she's like, hey, you know, blah blah blah. I want I want uh, we need to get the keys for the case because there's guns in it. And I'm like, that is some of the worst logic ever. So let's walk through this, shall we? There's a case with uh, what is it? Four guns in there, four nine millimeter guns and some ammo, and it's locked really tightly. Let's get the keys so people can get into it so people can't get the guns. What? That doesn't make any sense. You know, Jack Jack agrees that no one should have the guns, yet he agrees to help her get the keys, which, what do keys do? They open the case. It's like, if you leave the keys alone, no one's ever going to open that case. And just to make sure, why don't we just get the case for ourselves and then bury it somewhere? You know what I mean? If you really don't want people to have the guns. You know, but obviously we need the guns for homecoming and other and other you know circumstances that come up. Right. But I just thought it was crappy the logic of of there's something really dangerous in the case, so let's go get the keys that opens the case. Well, I mean, I think Jack's thinking we'll need the guns at some point. I'm not going to hand them out, but like we'll need them for something. I mean, Claire's just been taken, so I think he's thinking. There will be some some use for them. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. He might be thinking that. I don't think he he intimated that at all. But I'll buy I'll buy that. I'll buy that. That was that was my best guess or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so you know, God, I I really I didn't. Let me tell you what I wrote down about this episode, and it, it's about to be over. I wrote down, uh, it was interesting, uh, when Saeed and Shannon are going over the, uh, the Russo maps, uh, Saeed says, uh, latitude and longitude, and I thought it was really weird that he pronounced it longitude, I assume that was some sort of British thing or something, as opposed to longitude. At this point in the podcast, we uh, experienced a bit of technical difficulty that resulted in an awful buzzing on one of the tracks. So there's a slight gap here, but uh, hopefully you can forgive us and move on. The uh, only thing, I mean, I had a couple things about this episode. Uh, a little, these are pretty much trivial little things, but Saeed, you know, in this part of, part of the plot of this, uh, the story, one of the storylines in this episode... Uh, is Shannon helping Saeed decode the French woman's uh, ramblings. And uh, Saeed tells... <laughs> I don't know why this stuck out to me. Saeed tells uh, Shannon, you're the only one on this island who speaks French. And I'm like, that's not true! Rousseau <laughs> speaks French! Oh my god. Like, oh, that's Saeed, really stupid. Wow. Saeed, you know, Saeed like, never lets me down. He always says the right things. He always usually does the right things. But that was just such a blatant, like, wrong, illogical thing to say. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to, like, Shannon, help me decode this writing that was written in French by another person on the island because you're the only one on the island who speaks French. Right. That's like, so ridiculous. Like, I know what he means. He obviously means, like, you're the only one of us who speaks French. Right. But he, the way, but that's the thing. It's like if you're gonna say something, you know, be specific when it calls for it. And I think it right. called for him to be specific and say you're the like you're the only one of us, or you're the only one I that can help me or something. But right. I thought that was weird. The other weird thing I thought, you know, uh, Michael. It was a, it was a nice little segue 
Michael tell you know suggests to uh, Sawyer that he that he used the axe to break into the the Halliburton case. And every time I hear Halliburton, I of course think of the company Halliburton. Yeah, who can't? Which is uh, doing wonders in Iraq, I'm sure. Indeed, no big uh, contracts. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Hey, no one wants to bid. Um, <laughs> so that should be yeah. their motto. <laughs> Why bid when you know Bush? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no bid, because no one wants to bid. No one wants to bid. Bidding is so 1982. <laughs> 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 only, only communists bid. You know? oh. That's all they need. Oh. Speaking of that, I got a rant about the p- political things that we should do, and not on this podcast. Yeah, please. So stay tuned to Claude and Justin at uh, Mr. Mr. Podcast. Uh, because uh, we got stuff to talk about over there. So if you if you like listening to us here, imagine the same goodness, but not about loss, which some might say takes all the goodness out of it. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, my point was, Michael suggests that uh, Sawyer use the axe that they have to break open the case with, and then they segue to Boone coming to Locke, bringing him the axe. He just sort of stole it from the camp, in, you know, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then I, of course, wonder, why the hell do they have an axe? Um, you know, the list of things that were on that plane is getting a bit ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, the pregnancy test and all that stuff. And I'm like, what What would be the reason to have an axe on the plane? Like, and who, who, who flies with an axe? Right. You know, I just thought that Wait. was weird. Thank God for axe smugglers. Thank God for axe smugglers. You know, like a uh, huh, huh, huh. You know, it's like yeah. I wish Kate, I wish Kate was there to say, you know, who brings an axe on the plane? A <laughs> uh, huh, huh, huh. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I hadn't even thought about how stupid the axe was. Oh man. That yeah, really yeah. Ridiculous. They just, you know, they're that's their ultimate. Like anything could have been on the plane from, from yeah. the writer's perspective. Like yeah. any item, if you need it, it was it was there. It was there. It was there. So uh, let's move on. Another big thing that was seemingly a small thing, which I think is why we forgot about it. But a while ago in our podcast, we asked the question, "What happened to the fuselage and all the wreckage that was on the beach?" Mm-hmm. And this episode answers that question. Uh, the beach was apparently the tide was coming in for no apparent reason higher than it did when they first landed, and basically washed uh, everything out to sea. Right. And they basically had to move further up the beach. And uh, I'm sure there were several people out there in our listening audience who sort of remembered that when we asked that question a while ago. But um, but yeah, I totally forgot that they explained why the fuselage is not you know in the current episodes anymore. And you know, and I think obviously the reason for that is because they don't need to have that set piece there for the rest of the show. Um, that's sort of the real world reason why they wrote uh, this little thing in that the beach was for no apparent reason eroding away the shore and all that, or the tide was coming in. I should right, say. right. Yeah, I read somewhere that it was too expensive to sort of maintain the uh, the set with all the plane parts, and so they, yeah, they sort of wrote their way out of it. Too that. expensive? Yeah. What do you rent? You rent that wreckage or something? I don't know. Somehow it was expensive, and they needed just like the plain beach. They didn't need like rent, all the crap. Rent a, what is it like? Hollywood rentawreckage.com? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I saw in the in the in the behind the scenes stuff on the DVD that they they purchased a plane and then uh-huh. like 
ripped off parts from it and had them shipped uh, to Hawaii. And so, like, huh. it's a real plane. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't really support why it's expensive, but uh, I guess, like, just, like, maintaining the wreckage on the beach, like, for whatever reason. Yeah, and I guess, like, the time and effort to set it up for the shoots and all that stuff. Like, I could see, like, okay, well, we got this beach scene, so... You know, spend six hours setting up the wreckage, and you know, so that that's time and money right there. So yeah, so maybe maybe that's it. I don't know, but uh, but I did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. I noticed the same thing, and I just forgot to note it. Um. So I had a theory, a funny little theory about uh, why Kate is so attached to that little plane that was in the case. Oh really? Uh, bes- besides what we find out later about the significance of the plane, right? Uh, my little theory is that they're actually on Gulliver's Island. Okay. And um, they're going to somehow shrink themselves down and fly away home in that plane. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so and Kate, 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 no, she's a mole. And mm-hmm. so um, I think the other, see, this, ty- this, this is the all-encompassing theory. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that without laughing because uh, everyone's theory is all-encompassing and only factors in two things. I know, right? <laughs> um, so I think that the others are really descendants of the little people on Gulliver's Island. Okay. And the the I, the magnetism on the island made the others normal size. Mm-hmm. But they want to, but they can't go home unless they get small again. And Kate is one of them, so she knows that. And now the only way off the island is the little plane. So they need to shrink themselves back down and uh, fly away in the plane. Oh. Wow. It yeah, all makes you, sense now. You heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. I'm not going to watch the show anymore. Well, watch the show because I don't think that's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> you broke my spirit so quickly. Why did that break your spirit? Because I, I Oh, because I... Because I uh, came up with the ending of the show and, like, there was nothing left to live for, I guess. Well, yeah, and I, well, and I was ready to believe you, and then you said, well, it's not true. Oh, ha! <laughs> well, don't listen to anything I say, because let's move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice little, uh, what is that, a pregnant pause. God, yeah, I felt the baby kicking. Gotta love that um, expression. I don't want to ever hear that again. <laughs> Episode 13, Hearts and Minds. Um, I don't really like that title. Anyway. Well, you know, in its defense, uh, at least it's not totally obvious. Uh, it's not? Well, I don't think so. No, I was agreeing with you. So oh, okay. Sounded, that sounded like a question, but I was... I, <laughs> when I was you said that, I'm like, oh, God, maybe it is. Because sometimes I miss the obvious, but I don't see an obvious... I mean, I can I can make a really kind of tangential connection to the episode, but it's I, not... I get the hearts part. Sure. But minds? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, the oh the minds would be Boone's uh, mind trip at the end. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I think I get what the title is now. It's about Boone, and he's got the heart thing with his love for Shannon, and the mind Yum. thing with... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, so like I said, I don't like the title. All right, I'm with you on it now. Uh, Boone's growing jealousy over Saeed and Shannon's relationship threatens to erupt in violence until Locke steps in. 
drugging Boone, Locke leaves him stranded in the jungle, where he must not only confront his feelings for his sister, but also the menacing creature that stalks him from the shadows. The shadows. That's weird. Um, this yeah, is why menacing I, creature. Like, I'm not. I'm not happy with that description. I'm not either. Creature. This, yeah. Why? Why stalks him from the shadows and not like stalks him from the jungle or? You know, I mean, the shadows. Okay. Creature. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's... Well, at this point, it is a creature. We don't know what it is. We haven't seen Smokey, so... Yeah, I guess not. Actually, I think we do see him for the first time in this episode. Like no, we the, don't. In the background. No, we don't. I think you do. No, we don't. Well, I think you do. The first time you see Smokey as a thing of smoke was Echo when Echo saw him. No, 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 no. He definitely appears in the season one finale when uh, when he drags Locke and then comes out of the other hole. Like, you definitely see a cloud of smoke. Oh, is that the one where he just, like, sort of traipses off in the jungle? I remember I remember an early time you just see Smokey, like, just, like, leaving and... Yeah, well, he just... They throw the dynamite down and then, like... And then he lets go of Locke, I guess. And then, like, comes up out of the ground and flies away. Yeah, I think that's that. Okay, that's that's the first time. That that was like the. But I thought I saw him in the background when, uh, when, uh, when Boone and Shannon are like talking or whatever uh, in this episode. Well, I'll have to go back and look at that because I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. I could. I could be wrong. It might have just been a tree. But it looked like. <laughs> oh God! Maybe it was Kate. Did you, you sure it wasn't Kate standing back there? <laughs> oh God! Kate, tree, smoke. What's the difference? Yeah, they're all boring. Okay. Word. Um. Let's see. I'll start on this one. Um. I love when. Okay. So. so <laughs> This just cracks me up. I, I love this show because it's got mystery, it's got suspense, and it's got comedy. Um, Kate comes to show Jack uh, son's son's garden. Mm-hmm. So the scene, you know, when when they when we see that when the scene opens up, uh, when, or when this part of the scene's open up, the next cut, son is there working in the garden, mm-hmm. and Jack and, and Kate brings Jack over. Jack turns to Kate and say. It says, when did you do all of this? And I'm, I'm like, Jack, son is right there. Son is right there working on the garden. And you ask her when she did it? Right. Like, I mean, I can, under, like, if son wasn't there in the scene at all, I can understand that he would just assume Kate did it. But son's actually, like, why do you think she did it? But just because she's showing it to you. Look at the person who's actually working on it. And at least include them. At least say, when did you guys do this, you know? Right. And, of course, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a factor of the writing, you know. And so Kate can go, oh, I didn't do it. Son did it, right. you know. And, of course, son has this whole history with plants and the, uh, and the, uh, the eucalyptus she did and the, and the thing for headaches she did, you know, like, she's got this whole thing with plants, yet yeah, Jack asks Kate when she did this, when Kate right. has shown no evidence to be, to you know, have a green thumb. Mm-hmm. It's just like, sometimes, sometimes the writing of these characters is so, you know, dumbfounding. Bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, one of the, one of the big things, I guess the big, biggest thing of this episode, um, is... The idea that uh, Locke makes Boone go through the same sort of uh, 
the same sort of trial and test that he made Charlie go through, which is basically facing your addiction, facing your fear, and and, and choosing to give it up, sort of to sort of speak. Uh, right. To sort of to sort of speak. That doesn't sound right. Uh, what do what do I mean? Uh, speaking. So to speak. Uh, so to speak. Yeah. Sorry, it's late. I know. Uh, no, it's not. We're recording this in the afternoon. Oh. Anyway. See, look, um, I'm holding up a newspaper. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It says the time. <laughs> that yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. And no one can no one can see the newspaper anyway, so... Well, really that not... was supposed to be the joke, but then I'm like, it wouldn't help anyway. Like, they don't, they don't no. say a time. No. Okay, anyway. Yeah, stick to what you're good at, man, and it ain't the jokes. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know what it is. If you find out, let me know. Yeah, I'm saying... Yeah, okay. Um, so I just thought it was interesting. Uh, Locke is doing the same thing he did to Charlie. And, and I wanted to know why. I mean, I guess I'll just ask you why. Um, what, what is this thing? Is, it, is, it, is Locke being led by the island to sort of make these people break their, quote, sort of bad habits to become good people or something like that? Or at least to see if they can become good people? Um, because he's, he's, he's taking a vested interest in these two people. You know, in terms of, you know, like I said, you know, he made Charlie sort of give up the, the heroin and now he's making Boone give up his sister. Right. And so, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, it, it seemed to me, uh, it seemed to me like he, I mean, it seems like in general he, he wants him to do that, but I got the impression from the episode that he initiated the, the, vision quest for lack of a better word yeah uh because boone was gonna tell shannon about the the hatch yeah that it seemed like that was what set him off like he was planning to do it anyway but it sort of gave him a reason to like go ahead with it um i don't know if i buy that i think to me what it seemed like was that well see there's a couple things i thought um I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I think they said this is that Boone was a sacrifice. Like that's what Locke said. Mm-hmm. Boone had to be sacrificed for blah blah blah. Well, one of the things that that struck me was, you know, he goes through the vision quest, and in the vision quest, he actually tells Shannon about the about the hatch. Mm-hmm. And I thought that 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 had some significance that the island was sort of testing him to see if he would actually tell her or not. Mm-hmm. And he does, and then she sort of dies after he tells her that, you know. Um, right. And so I thought I thought that may have some significance. Um, I, I it didn't seem like Locke knew what was going to happen when he when he initiated that vision quest because I mean he asked he said well what did you see what happened um, so that whole thing was really weird I just I, I didn't really get it you know. Did do you think Locke knew that he had this fixation with his sister? Um, or, or or did he or did the island just sort of intuit to him, did he just sort of intuit from the island that that he had something he needed to face and get through and that Locke needed to be the one to instigate that? I mean that's the thing. Like I said, like I got the impression that that he. You know, he's saying, like, I can't keep lying to her or whatever. And Locke has some line in there. I don't remember what it is. I didn't write it down. Uh, Like, why do you care so much about what she 
whatever. I, I don't remember what he says, but yeah, uh, it seems like he does kind of intuit that that he's too attached to her or whatever. Hmm. Uh, so that would be my guess. But then again, I think he was planning it before that. So. Uh, so I guess he just knows, or or the island told it. I don't know, man. I don't know. And how does he know how to make that whatever that stuff was yeah. he made that he put on his head? Like, <laughs> and how, the... like what? I mean, I guess the island is just giving him instincts to do things, and he just does them. In the commentary, um, they call it wacky paste. Wow. Who? What? Wacky paste. Wacky paste. No wacky. Is... Wacky, that's what it said. No, wacky. Locky. No, wack. Oh, jeez. Spell it. Spell it for me. W-A-C-K-Y. Oh, wacky. You. It sounds like you're saying wacky. It sounds like you were saying wacky. Well, I'm saying wacky. Oh, okay. Well, I was saying wacky because I thought you said wacky, and I'm like, W-A-K-I? Like, wacky? Okay. <laughs> I thought it was uh I thought that was actually some Australian Aboriginal thing. And then I then I then I was like, Well that's why he knew how to do it because he was studying this Outback thing. Oh wow, yeah, you got a whole theory for my I got a whole theory for the miscommunication. Oh god. Yeah. That, hey, it... hey, that's just how good I am, alright? <laughs> oh dear. I agree. How does he know? He he has never demonstrated any ability to know how to like that would be son's territory as far as like mixing up plant stuff and uh-huh. You know, making it do things. So, yeah, how does he know? I don't know. At this point, like you said, Locke is really, like, in 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 full force as far as being in tune with the island. I've, I also wrote down that thing that we talked about earlier about how he doesn't need his compass anymore. Yeah. Uh, like, why wouldn't he need his compass anymore? He really just, like, knows now what the directions are. He can just feel it or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, that sort of thing leads me to believe that he, that he just, that he just knows things that he shouldn't know. Yeah. Like the predicting the weather and yeah. Yeah. And that, and that at some point he loses it. Um, I don't know what that point is. Uh, it seems like, it seems like it's when Boone dies which makes me wonder if the island really did demand Boone to be sacrificed or if, you know, that, yeah. that wasn't well, the case. Uh, yeah, I thought that... I thought the whole thing with Boone's death was... Um, I What did I write down? I wrote something about... Of course, we're going to uh, have to address this later when he actually dies when we get to that. I, so. I thought something maybe that Boone died because... That, that it had something to do with his vision quest... And that you know he tells he tells Locke that that he felt relieved once Shannon died you know in his oh, yeah. vision, and I thought somehow that made him a bad person, and somehow that sort of led to his death. You know what I mean? Like, like the island wanted to test him or something in terms of his relationship with his sister, and he felt relieved, and that was somehow bad or something. I don't I don't know. I just thought that was a weird thing that he he felt he felt relieved. Yeah, that was weird. I forgot about that line. Yeah, he felt relieved, so... I don't know, this whole thing with Boone, I, I, I can't think right now, but I, I, I think it needs some investigation in terms of what happened and why and what Locke is trying to do with that. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think as we as we watch the rest of Season 1 and, and uh, again, 
Uh, we can probably speculate more once we once we take once we you know finish the end of Boone's journey. So right, which I think will be in the next uh, little group of episodes. Yeah. So Deus Ex Machina, do no harm. I think those are the those are the big Boone dies episodes. And that and that and the big question was why did he have to let her go? Why did he you know he said you got to let go of Shannon or something and right. so why? Like does. And then I guess, I think, I don't know if we talked about that before, but does the island demand you give up something important in order to get closer to it? Or Yeah. Now, doesn't, to... doesn't somebody say that at some point? I think, no, Locke said it to Charlie. Like, the island will give you what you yeah. want, but you have to give the island something. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess Charlie gave up the heroin, but I don't think he got anything for it. He got his guitar. Oh, I forgot he got his guitar. Well, but he then he went back to the heroin. So well, I don't know if he ever really went back. He he went back to like obtaining the heroin. I don't think he ever actually used it again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, so so Charlie gave up. Charlie gave up heroin. He got his guitar. Boone gave up Shannon, and he died. Uh, <laughs> Great. No, I mean, what uh, what did Boone get? I mean, I think Boone got like a sense of. Like a sense of being capable of doing something or mattering or 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 being like a oh worth... being like being a part of something meaningful or something yeah like that. uh that's sort of uh, I don't know that's not a great prize but, but it's the uh, best thing I can think of because it really seems like they were going in that direction you know with that scene at homecoming where you know he's he wants to help out, and people are looking at him like, Boone? Uh, I don't know. And then Locke's like, yeah, Boone, yeah, we need you, or whatever. Well, well, what did, what did Locke give up, though? Oh, I guess we talked about that before, that Locke, Locke was on the credit system. Like, they, gave, they let him use his legs. Right. And, and then asked him for stuff later. And, and I guess I, I th- and the idea of Boone being a sacrifice was something he had to, he had to do, too. Right. I, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, because there, there. I really think there's a point where, where the island gives up on Locke and says you're not doing the right thing anymore, and I'm not going to lead you anymore. And uh, I think, I think, it was, I think he really got twisted around with, when the hatch came about. Yeah, his face. I feel was like really... he was going in that direction before the hatch, though. I, I mean, I feel like by the point where he's he's being pulled by the smoke monster and he. Because I think the fact that the smoke monster attacked him is a clue he's on the wrong path. Well, but he he said, don't worry, it wouldn't harm me. Yeah, but I think he's wrong. You think he's wrong? Well, he's been wrong before. I I think at that point he's wrong. Like, he thinks he's still doing the the island's work or whatever, but I think he's, he's wrong at that point. He's gone off the off the deep end or whatever and I think by the point where Hurley's like don't do it the numbers are bad and he just lights the shit up anyway I think I think at that point he's he's gone he's not well he's... but but don't you think the island led him to the hatch yeah and it's and I mean he he was I mean if maybe anything if anything he was he was he he's, he hasn't been more focused than when he found the hatch I mean he was at the height of focusing on you know of Con- he's never concentrated hard on anything and get into that hatch. I have read a theory that the island, that the hatch wasn't supposed to be his his goal, and that he he got distracted by that, and what he should have been doing was pursuing something else. Like what though? That's a weird. Th- I mean, like what? Well, I don't know. I don't have a suggestion, but 
I just read that. So. I don't buy that. I don't. I don't buy that. That I mean, the circumstances surrounding that hatch of finding the hatch were very, very specific, and like really couldn't have happened unless I think the island was wanted it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what else he. Uh, yeah. Unless unless the island was testing Locke. I mean, the island led him to find the question mark hatch, find the pearl, right? I mean, that whole dream thing had to be the island. When he dreamt that he was Echo and all that stuff, or... or yeah, wait, wait. I guess I took that to be more Echo than him, but... Uh, yeah, that's true. Wait, isn't that what happened? He dreamt that he was Echo or something? He did, yeah. He dreamed, yeah, okay. he dreamed that he was Echo, but I guess because the initial dream was for Echo... And, you know, Echo had to, like, forcibly bring him along. And then, you know, once he was on the trip, he got he got a vision. But I, I still feel like... I still feel like that was Echo's journey, not Locke's. Yeah, but it seemed like... It seemed like if the island wanted... If the island wanted to make Echo bring Locke along... And Locke is still not convinced, so the island decides to give Locke a vision... That the island wants Locke to get back on that path. You know? Yeah, which makes me wonder what the island's doing, because like bringing him there only, only led to furthering his doubt, which you know brought about the whatever happened in the season finale of season two. The, the the thing is like, what the the Locke's faith is based on the the strange stuff that happens on the island and his connection to it and his vision and his instincts that he's getting from the island. The stuff that goes against that is the sort of others-related stuff and the Dharma-related stuff. Right. Like, he, he feels like the island is special because... And, and he... I think... I guess my theory right now is that he lost his faith because he thought the island was special. And it was special because... You know, the the reason it was special pointed him a certain direction. And that direction led to the hatch and it led to Dharma and it led to the others. You know, and it led to the, you know, the pearl hatch. And that all seemed to be fake. And to me, I think, I guess, I guess really, from the island's perspective, the island should be special for other reasons. And I, and I guess that's how he got off the path. You know, he followed this idea that the island was important. And it seemingly took him to a path that was full of, you know, false information and, uh, and crap, you know, and like farce and, you know. Right. With the number with the with the button not being real and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to me it seemed like the island was was maybe trying to make him realize that that it's not just about and I guess this is what the show is about to tell, make us realize is that it's not just about the hatches. It's not about the numbers. Uh I, I like my theory cuz I think it 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 goes along with what the show is doing too. Because, like, you know, like we talked about, season three is we're, we're going to be leaving the hatch and the others. We're going to be going into more about other stuff about the island. So I think that's what I, I'm going to go ahead and I think that's, yeah, that's my new theory. That the island was trying to show Locke, you know, let's say path A. But Locke got distracted with the hatch and with all that other stuff that is sort of path B. And it really wants him. And then when Echo came into the picture, it was basically trying to get Locke back on the the first path, which is the that the island has a real mystery, a real importance, a real something that it wants Locke to be a part of. Um, it's weird though that the island would lead him to the pearl hatch, which gives him, you know, the very reasonable idea that the button doesn't do anything. 
Yeah, but that's the thing because see the crux of my theory is that the hatch and the button are 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 not meaningless but are secondary to what the island really is about, you know what I mean? And so it basically showed him that. It led him it led him to the to the real conclusion that everything in the swan hatch is fake. And which would basically let him ditch that B path, that secondary path that he accidentally got on or whatever and let him slowly make his way back into finding out what the island is really about which i think is what we're going to get to in the second part of season three okay okay yeah yeah that sounds not reasonable a, not a bad theory right no no i agree i think it works i think it works i definitely agree um i mean i know we're gonna find that stuff out i also you know uh to tease you a little bit i know Uh-oh. Just a tiny bit about Locke in season three. So. You're such an Elizabeth Berkeley. So, yeah, right. Zing. You get, the, you get the reference? Okay. Yeah, I do. Wow. I know, right? It's not not many times you can uh, make an Elizabeth Berkeley reference. No, no. It doesn't it doesn't come up much. He really didn't do much. Hey. So, uh, there's very little to, uh, wow. All right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm done with uh, Hearts and Minds, okay, as great so, as it was. Uh, so I've got, I've got a few more things to run through. Uh, first thing, the compass. Why does it point away from north? Presumably yeah. the magnet, or yeah. electromagnet or whatever which, in the hatch. Which they, don't, uh, which they don't know about yet. And I actually was a little disappointed again with Saeed that he just automatically assumed the compass was defective. Right. Uh, I really would, you know, I just like, well, Saeed, how about you give it another second thought and, and maybe something's interfering with the compass. Maybe, you know, like you can, there's there's parts on the earth where, you know, there could be big, you know, deposits of, you know, magnetic material, you know, iron or something like that, that if you're around it with a compass, it's going to throw your compass off. It doesn't mean the compass is defective. Right. So I, I you know, I thought he could, they, the writers could at least give it, made him think of the, you know, give the benefit of the doubt that, Maybe there's something on this island generating an electromagnetic field that's interfering with this island. Hey, maybe we should use the compass. You know, the compass is obviously going to point to that that electro uh, that magnetism. So let's go and see where that leads us. You know, right? Uh, that may, that should have let you know led them to the hatch, really. And I also think they dropped the ball. I, although maybe I just don't remember. But they should have had a they should have had Said or somebody mention that later. You know, when when they notice that when they get near, like metal stuff's pulled towards it, like oh, maybe that's why the compass was off. I don't think did Saeed ever did, was Saeed ever in the hatch. Oh yeah, he tortured yeah. Henry Gale. Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, but okay. did, did, now, did he ever experience the magnetism firsthand, though? Oh, I don't remember. I I th- well, I think it was. I think he did. I think it was actually he and Jack were the first ones when they. Weren't they, like, underneath something? Yeah, they went to crawl. I, I guess it was him. I don't even remember. It's I think it long. was him. Yeah, I think it was. it's one of those things that... And it's the same they, two people. Like, you'd think they'd say, well, oh, man. Well, I, I think it's a case where if they would have written a line where Saeed goes, hey, this is why, like, two years ago the compass wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no one would have remembered or cared. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But at least we can say it. All right. So the next thing, uh, I, I, this is all over the place. There's a scene where uh, Jack, I think it's Jack. No, 
now I don't remember who it is. Somebody goes up to Locke and confronts him about the fact that Boone and him aren't bringing back any boar. Right? Yeah, goes up to Lock. Goes up to Locke. Yeah. Was it was it Hurley? Um, I know I know Hurley 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 talked to somebody. He's like, man, people need to eat, man. Not this fruit stuff, man. Yeah, I thought that was Boone though. I didn't think that was Locke. I think I think okay, this is Hurley... somebody else. Okay. Uh, I, I I was thinking it was Jack, but maybe it was Saeed. Yeah, maybe it was Saeed. I, I don't remember who it was. I should have should have written it down. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and then he tells the story about well. The boar migrated away because they sense a new predator in their environment. Oh, I love that. Boars are really smart. They can sense a new predator. Shut up, Locke. And then, and then I realized, like we talked, a, we talked a few times about like what what's up with the boar, and you had said, well, the boar migrated away. And then this episode made me realize that story's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> like he's bullshitting because he doesn't want to tell them that they're trying to get him this hatch thing. Yeah. And so the boar I mean, maybe they did or whatever, but as as presented in this episode, that's not true. Yeah. So it, uh, even if they did migrate away, he he really shouldn't know that because he hasn't even been looking for him. Right, exactly, exactly. So I mean, I guess I have to conclude they just gave up on boar because the hunters gave up hunting, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's really what it was. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, anyway, whatever. That doesn't matter that much, but I just felt I needed to point it out. Okay, the next thing is uh, there's a scene with Son and Kate where Kate discovers that Son speaks English. Yeah. Um, and Son really blows it, like... Yeah, she blows it. She she like like Kate says some joke in quotes. Yeah. And then, you know, son laughs a little bit. And, you know, uh if she if she had played it off, she she could have, you know, been like she was just responding to the rhythms of the language or something. But like or she was just laughing to herself about something else and it just happened to coincide. But then like Kayla looks at her, you understood me, and then she gets that look at her face like, Hell yes I did. Yeah. Like I'm so caught. It's yeah. like you, Well, Sun may not be the quickest thinker. She's not quick on her feet, you know, on her feet head. Uh but yeah, I think that's really what that was. I think she got she, you know, didn't mean to laugh and didn't even realize she laughed until Kate spotted it and then she was just I think she just felt caught and 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 the and the truth was that she she can't understand. And plus, it's time to end that farce. Right, right. Well, it will be it will be ended eventually it, here. That reminds me of Homecoming when sorry, when uh <laughs> everything I, does. I, oh. I can't I can't stop getting to Homecoming when when like, because uh, I thought I think when home, or I remember watching Homecoming the first time, and and Son and Jen are talking, and and I think they're t- talking about what's going on, and both you know, Son's pretending like she doesn't really know. She's just like, oh, I think she's fine, blah blah blah, and I think, uh, and I think I think Son asked Jen like, uh, or maybe Jen said, how would how would I know what's going on? And then that's at the point when I thought Jen was going to reveal that he speaks English too, mm-hmm. and they were both keeping the secret from each other. Um, of right. course, that's not the case, but um, no, no, I, I, I was glad that that Kate found out, and then of course, soon enough, everyone's going to find out she speaks English. So. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Michael and Kate know, and I think like somebody else finds out before everybody finds out. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where when the audience knows, it's weird because the big dramatic coming out later lessens its impact because we've known for so long. Yeah. Like, you don't even think about the fact that other people don't know. It's kind of, it's a weird thing about a show like this. Yeah. Um, and, but then the thing I, the thing I was actually going to mention, I haven't said yet, uh, so then, you know, they talk for a little bit, and then, you know, she, she says, you know, my husband doesn't know, it's complicated. I love that! <laughs> it's complicated! And I'm like, but... that's, <laughs> that sounds like stock phrase. She said the same thing with her pregnancy. Yeah. You know, oh, it's complicated. And she says it to Kate, too. It's the same. It's the same scene. There's another example of repetition, and the fact that it's it's just not complicated. It's really not that complicated. <laughs> like, she actually she actually says it's complicated, and then doesn't she explain the situation pretty quickly? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so complicated. Like, Here's what's happening. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really complicated. But basically, I took English lessons, and my husband doesn't know. Oh wait, it's not that complicated. Yeah, I know. Wait, if I can explain it in five seconds, how complicated can it be? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I love writing. I guess the writers just love like having her say it's complicated. It's complicated because if if she says it's complicated, the audience just sort of gets it in their head that it's complicated, and it's ooh, it's a complicated situation. I'm so intrigued, but no, it's not complicated. Right, I know, and I just oh god. All right, so my. This is the last question is a who cares question. I thought you didn't have anything. I thought you had one thing on this episode. No, I had then... one thing on whatever the case may be. Oh. What are we talking about now? We're talking about hearts and minds. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, get your get your head straight. So, anyway, here's a who's care, who cares question that, that is actually about... Well, these are all a bit about this episode, but this one is specifically about the main storyline uh, regarding the flashback, Boone's flashback. Wait, 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 wait. Are we... We're talking about special, right? No, we're... Hearts and Minds, I just said it. Oh, I wasn't listening. Okay, sorry. Ooh, I love this episode. Let's go. I'm sorry. All right, this is a who cares question. Maybe I should just skip it. I... I... I, I don't even... Okay, whatever. I'm gonna... I'm just gonna throw it out there, and we can okay. move on. We'll see if I respond. What was Shannon's motivation for seducing Boone and then sort of giving him the cold shoulder. You mean, uh... Oh, when she comes over at the end of the... Sort of towards the end of the episode and they sleep together? Yeah, like, why would she even do that? I I Two reasons that I just came up with. Um, one is I... Well, she... Well, I think it was... Well, okay. Story-wise, writing-wise... Je- that scene is supposed to just sort of uh, be the culmination of the, you know, the fact that she knows, you know, that she knows he likes her, and the audience finds out, you know, at that point that that's really what's going on is that he likes her. Uh, so I think that's what that's really about. Um, I think she seduces him a because I think she she wants to just get it over with, like maybe the idea that if they sleep together, he can sort of move on and you know. And I think the other side of that coin is that she may feel like she owes it to him or something. Or just to give him something that she knows he wants type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. Yeah, okay. That sounds pretty reasonable. And, and I don't know if it was cold shoulders so much as like, yeah, we slept together. Now let's move on. Like, you got the thing. 
that I think you wanted, that you seem to have wanted. So now we can like let go of that issue and move on. I think that's what that 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 end was about. I I do want to say quickly, I love that shot at the end. Like, like they they have you know they have the scene. She comes over, seduces them, and they like get on top of the bed. And they cut to the next scene where they're done, you know, po- post-coital. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really dark, but if you, if you look, you can see Boone, like, in the very dim light in the, begin- in the fore- forefront of the, uh, the foreground. Yeah. And, but very dim. And then she cuts the light on in the back. And he's just, he's motionless. And, you know, that, that part of the scene where they're, t- at the beginning, they're talking and it's, the lights are off. It, it was very cinematic. It was very nicely done. I don't know. I, I watched that little part of that scene a couple times because it was just really cool yeah uh it's very nicely done she cuts the light on and she's already dressed and she's just and the idea that she's been sitting in the dark there for a little bit you know just sort of waiting you know right uh i don't know i really like how that that little part anyway that's the film student me coming out and talking i i want to say i i agree that that was a good from from a from a cinematic viewpoint or whatever. I didn't like the plot of that stuff. Like, I, I mean, I guess it was sort of interesting the first time I watched it. At this point, yeah. I barely care. But yeah, from that perspective, the way they did that scene was really nice. I agree. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I, I need to go look up who directed it because that was, that was just, I don't know, something about the fact that you could see him in the dark. You could see him before she cut the light on. Yeah. And, but he wasn't moving at all. I don't know. That was really nicely done. I'm gonna have to uh, steal that one day. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was well, well done. And then she's in the background, and he's still there. And it was, it was, yeah. And he just kind of sits there the whole time. It's, it, it works well for what's going on in the scene too. Besides the fact that yeah. it just looks nice. Besides the fact that it's just pretty. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Ten points to whoever came up with that idea. Definitely. Um. Okay, well, that's it. I'm ready to go to the next one. And on to episode 14 special. Can't imagine what that means in terms of the episode. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's Maybe so we'll never know. Crazy. <sighs> Michael becomes concerned when his son, Walt, begins to develop a special bond with Locke. Michael orders Locke to stay away from his son. Determined that the island is no place to raise a boy... Michael suggests to Jack and Saeed that they build a raft, but his suggestion is scoffed at. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird way to end this. Really? Okay. Um, this was an interesting episode. This was obviously Walt and Michael's BS. Um, oh. I love that phrase. I love that. Because uh, it is BS. Um, oh. And by BS, I mean backstory. Oh, zing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... Anyway, yeah, so this was this was sort of interesting. This is our first clue that um our first big evidence that 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 there's some interesting things going on with Walt. True. Um one of the I don't know what it is, but every now and then they the way they start these episodes is is really funny to me. Uh her, you know, Claire has been taken at this point. And at the very beginning of the episode, Michael's looking for Walt, and then Charlie is looking for Claire's bags. And I remember us laughing about this, I think, when we first saw this. And, like, (laughs) Michael's like, hey, have you seen my son? And Charlie's like, hey, have you seen Claire's bags? And those two things are just not equal. Right. And and Charlie seemed upset that Michael wasn't more concerned about the bags. Yeah. And he goes... Oh, I get it. You're looking for your boy. Okay, you have no concern about Claire's bags. Well, your priorities are skewed, my friend. <laughs> like, it was really weird. Like, he, he, he was so... 
it was strangely over concerned about Claire's bag. This like this man has just lost his child, and he's right. concerned about Claire's bags. Yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Because oh oh, you just want to find your son? Well, excuse me. <laughs> like, I'm over here doing important work, looking for yeah. people's luggage. I'm doing God's work, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, another, yeah, that was a silly scene. And another quick, quick little thing I want to quickly mention, quickly, <laughs> is... Uh, How many they clicks have, can you get in a sentence? Well, I think that was four or five. Congratulations. Thank you. You win a prize. Well, hopefully you'll Gmail it to me. Yes, it'll it'll be money via pat pat pat... Never mind. <laughs> money via pit pat. Uh, which would actually be kind of scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hello. I just, I just wanted to quickly say, very quickly, that uh, they referenced they reference golf in this episode. I remember a while ago we talked about how they played golf and sort of like forgot about it, but they they make a half-hearted attempt to, to reference that they still that people are still playing golf. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, yeah. I think we even said that they did that. That there was like throwaway comments in the future. Yeah, but they never, they never really dealt. I mean, what are they gonna do? Have a bunch of scenes of golf? I mean, that'd be really crappy. So I don't blame yeah. them. But I mean, one episode was bad enough. So. Yeah. So do you do you have a hope? You have a lot of stuff for this episode. Oh, I have a, I have a few things. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and then I'll I'll do mine. Okay. Uh, first thing, the scene with, uh, Locke and Walt where he's throwing the knife, uh, uh-huh. which, which is, I guess, what he's doing when Michael's looking for him. Uh, uh, so Locke says, you know, that you have to see the thing, whatever it was, in your mind's eye. And mm-hmm. You know what it. that is, right? Yeah, it's like a picture in your head or something. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, yeah. You know that that reminds me. I don't even. That reminds me of. Uh, I was I was watching some of the some of the audition tapes, and okay. I was watching the, the one where where uh, it's it uh, it was Walt, uh, Malcolm, David Kelly auditioning and doing the scene where Locke says, you know, hey, you, you, uh, you want to know a secret? And like when he was auditioning, he 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 did these really like over uh, over the top like gestures like like in response to do you want to know a secret he like he his 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 face like lit up and he nodded his head really vigorously it was awful <laughs> i'm like oh my god i'm glad they didn't use that for the actual episode because yeah. like in the actual episode he just sort of looks at him like suspiciously like like you... he should because that's a no grown man should ever ask a kid if he wants to know a secret i know that right too, that's too creepy but in originally just like yeah yeah please like please uh... is it that santa claus is bringing me gifts right now <laughs> no it was just so corny and awful and i'm like man wow i'm glad they got to him before he did that in the episode because that would have yeah. been so bad. And just that little thing reminds me of that. Just that, like, over, over-eager over kid thing. Just like God. you. It's just like a picture in your head. You know, it's really, it's really hard to get. I was watching some sitcom today, and the, the little kid was very kid actor. You know what I mean? Just like, like, it's that thing where they're just too energetic. Like, kids aren't that energetic all the time. You know? Yeah. Like, everything they say is, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know? It's just like. 
they they have that tendency to do that, you know, to emote a little too much. Yeah. And uh, I think I think you know, like Dakota Fanning and those really good kid actors understand subtlety. And I mean, I think that's what I've heard a lot of actors say that you know that it's really about the subtlety and what you're doing, you know. And and yeah, so sometimes I think with a good director, uh, My, Michael David Kelly, is a, oh Malcolm David Kelly, sorry. Um, he he's he's a, he's a pretty good kid actor because the, I think the director can rein him in and make sure he doesn't do that like overzealous kid acting thing, right? You know, because yeah, no, I think yeah. Go sometimes ahead. all I take sometimes all I take is a is a is a look. You know, you don't need to like you know nod your head and you know lighten up your face and be oh I want to hear a secret yay. You know, yeah, sometimes I... it's. It's like a you know a disconcerting look you know is, is is better so right and the look that he gives is good I mean yeah in the right hands he does a fine job but his natural instinct was was terrible in that yeah. audition <laughs> but then again to be fair all the other actors sucked in their auditions too so oh I gotta uh, go wa- I gotta watch that stuff yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy especially when actors are reading parts they didn't get like it's yeah. really weird. Really, other people like Jorge Garcia being Sawyer, it's it's too much. I can't imagine Dominique being Sawyer. Yeah. That's just that's just like ugh. It's weird how it seems perfectly cast. I mean uh, I mean, it's just weird. I can't imagine other peop other actors playing different roles. Yeah, no. It's, it's 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 they did it yeah. They did it right. Although I understand they kinda tailored the parts to the people, but Yeah, yeah. Uh but still, yeah, it's... Oh, man. It would be ridiculous any other way. Uh, okay, so back to what I was saying. <laughs> nice little tangent. Yeah, I just... It happens. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so he, he makes that comment, and it made me wonder, perhaps, if there's any connection between, you know, what he does when he throws the knife and uh, remote viewing and, like, his appearance later to Shannon after he gets captured. Of course. I, I mean, the music swells. He hits the thing straight on. Uh, I think that was... And this whole episode is about his having powers or being different or even being, quote, special. <laughs> um, oh, where would you get an expression like that? Oh, right. It's the oh, title. Oh, right. It's the title. Well, no need to wonder, folks. Yeah, so I think uh, I think this is this is def- that was definitely a case of his having the ability to make uh, what he wants to happen happen. And I have a comment about that uh, that I'll bring up uh, unless you bring it up. I'll talk about it. But um, yeah, yeah, he's definitely. I mean, obviously the bird thing in this episode when he ta- he's talking about that crazy Australian bird, and then you know a bird. You know, I don't know if it's that if it's that species of bird. I like to think it is, but a bird hits the window, you know, and dies. Uh, and it seems to be because of him, his powers or whatever. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so that I mean, that, that's more or less my next thing. So, uh, so let's see how where, where do I start with this? Um, so we know from the flashback. Uh, what's his name? Brian says that things happen when Walt's around. Yeah. Right? But uh, that bird incident is really the only thing we've seen that that seems really crazy. I mean, yeah. the the knife throwing thing it's impressive, but it's at least 
doable. But having the bird fly into the window when he's looking to pick at a at a book with birds in it, that seems really weird. And yeah. so like, okay, you know, that's something you think he probably made happen somehow. Um but that's but that's it. I mean really well, like we saw him appear to Shannon, I guess. Uh so there so there's that stuff. But, Let's uh, um, let me interject here and say that there's one more thing uh, that I think can be attributed to Walt's powers that I was going to say, but if we're on that we're on that track anyway. Is the polar bear that attacks him? Well, um, yeah, I was going to say now back to the old polar bear comic book debate. Yeah, uh, you know about because we've talked about that we've addressed that issue many times. Yeah, well, he you know he gets doesn't he he gets pissed or something at, at uh, Michael. And anyway, he's like in the jungle, and he he reads. He I guess he basically says "polar bear" in Spanish, and then shortly thereafter, a polar bear comes to attack him. Right. And which is a very you know uh, I mean the polar bear sort of came to him, which is the same thing the bird did. The bird came to him. Right. You know? They 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 seem to be similar incidents, which makes yeah. me think that he really did cause that. Now you know we've talked in the past about. You know, polar bears. We think polar bears were there anyway, yeah. right? But but he like drew it to him somehow, like the way he drew the bird to him. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, like that the idea that the bird was you know it was an Australian bird, so it, sh- it should have been in Australia. Obviously, there's there's it's obviously reasonable that that bird was in Australia. It's an Australian bird, and they actually did that. You know, that was a sort of weird tangent anyway that he he specifically commented. We're studying birds of Australia, which I think is stupid because we're in Australia. Yeah, that is kind of weird. It I don't know. Weird. Maybe you want to. St- I don't know. Well, yeah. to me, to me, if if it's that same bird, then I think it goes along with the idea that he drew that bird because that bird was in the area. Right. You know. Now, if he was studying birds of Africa and that bird came to him, then of course he would have had to make that bird appear there. But uh, I think the I think the. the uh, uh, the, our our theory that you know that bird was just in the area and he made it come to him, and that you know the polar bears are on the island because Dharma was doing zoological research, and as people may or may not remember, in the uh, original orientation film found in the Swan, uh, when they're talking about the different Dharma projects, they talk about zoological research and there's footage of polar bears, right. so. Our theory was that, you know, obviously polar bears are on the island, you know, Soria gets attacked by one, uh, and that Locke, I mean, I'm sorry, Walt, I keep saying that, Walt, uh, using his powers, you know, subconsciously or whatever, draws that polar bear to him. Um, And why it attacks him, I don't know. I guess just that's what polar bears do, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think he drew it to him, and then if a polar bear sees a person, I guess they're just going to kind of go after him. Yeah, which I I really don't think... I'd love... If any of our listeners are zoologists, I'd like to know if polar bears just, like, randomly sort of attack people just because they're in the area. Yeah. Well, I mean, since he was small, I think that makes it more likely that he would attack. Like, maybe if it was a bigger person, he'd be less likely. most animals... I'm speaking out of my ass... But most animals, you know, are going to attack something they think is food, and they usually go on what what they normally eat, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a bird's not going to attack a a cat, you know, because, you know, like, I mean, like a falcon's not going to really go after a cat because they don't eat cats, you know what I mean? Now, of course, they know it's alive, so if they're hungry enough, they might go after it. But usually animals, you know, and that's the reason sharks don't usually attack people, 
you know, that often because people aren't their main food. So they don't naturally want to go attack them. So that's what I'm saying when, like, okay, even if a polar bear sees a human, it's not just going to go attack them and, you know, with this idea that it's food or something because that's not its normal food. Well, but then there's, you know, if it feels threatened or if there's, like, territorial issues. I I know. I'll buy that. I mean, I don't think any of that really applies in these situations, but I'll buy that. Yeah. Like, there are other reasons they attack besides food. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a fair point. But, I mean, they needed the drama of the bear attacking. Wait, this show doesn't need drama. It's got all it can handle. (laughs) Oh, only it were true. If only it were true. So, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean... You know, what are you going to do? That's, that's, it seems like confirmation, although I thought we had decided that the comic book wasn't related to Polar Bear, but this, this, this episode makes it seem like they're definitely related. Well, I, what do you mean by related? I just sort of assumed that it was just a coincidence that there's a Polar Bear, there's Polar Bears on the island, there's Polar Bears in the comic book. Um, I think if Locke was reading a comic book with unicorns or black horses. You mean wild. Did I say Locke? Yeah. What is with Walt and Locke with me? I, I for some reason I their na- that those names are interchangeable. Uh, something about the phonetics. Anyway, uh, Walt, um, if he was reading a com- a comic book with you know maybe a black stallion in it, a Kate, um, <laughs> it, he would have drawn that to him too. Um, but what do you mean by related? That yeah, that you think that that the comic book literally has something to do with the island? No, 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 no. Just no, 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 no. That that him reading the comic book was yeah no. I mean the polar bear was there anyway, but it's what caused the polar bear to like come to him. Yeah, I mean because he saw it and thought about it. Like that's the that's the relationship that I'm referring to. Okay, not that like necessarily create like we did at one point think that it created. Maybe that's the thing that's wrong. That like the comic book created the polar bear or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh so so yeah, maybe maybe that's that's what I need to put in my hat. Please. Along with everything else. Uh I I just can I quickly say one thing about the comic book? Please. And, and I thought it was really funny when, you know, Walt keeps going to see Locke and and Michael keeps telling him no. And uh I think I think this is when uh, he he says, "Hey, you need to come help me help me uh, work on the raft we're gonna build." And Walt is like, "But I read my comic book," and he takes the comic book from him and is like, "You're gonna listen to me." And then he throws the comic book in the fire, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, "You're gonna listen to me because I can throw things on the fire." Like, what's the logic behind that? Like, that doesn't make any sense to well, me. Like, you listen to me because I can burn your comic book. That's well, okay. You're they're leaving out part of the scene. Uh... The, the the real thing that happened was, yeah, he said that. He says, I'm reading my comic book. And then he says, like, you know, you don't read Spanish. And he says, like, I like the pictures. And then Michael says, oh, you like the art. And so then he, you know, he start he starts to try to bond with him because, you know, Michael was was an artist in his spare time, at least. And uh, and so then he talks about perspective or whatever. And then at, at, at a point he realizes Walt's just ignoring him and not going along with his attempt to bond and yeah. and once he realizes that he gets angry and throws the thing in the fire like in in retaliation for Walt not like letting him bond with him well I, I mean I don't know if that's the whole thing because he literally says you're going to listen to me and then he throws the thing in the fire 
Like, it seemed to me about the fact Walt wasn't respecting and listening to him, and he wanted to show an effort of control. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think that may, so. Like, that his... may have been the subtext. That may have been, uh, you know, part of what was going on. But I think that was just an effort to show control. I, I, I don't. I think, I think he, he, he tried to bond, and his, his whole demeanor changed. As soon as he realized Walt, Walt's not listening, he's not responding at all, he just resorts to anger. And, and just, like, gives up. Like, his whole face changes, and he just grabs a comic book and throws it away, and you're going to listen to me. Just... Yeah, exactly. He says, you're going you're gonna to listen to me. You're going to do what I tell you to do. I he, mean... he would not have done that if Walt had, can, had talked to him about perspective or even listened to him at all as far as just, like, him having a nice conversation. It wasn't about telling him what to do as far as going to the thing. It was about him not, like, even trying to interact with him on a personal level. Uh, okay. I can see that. I can see that he, okay. Like, you're gonna, you're not, you're gonna listen to me in terms of what I tell you to do, but you're gonna listen to me because I'm your dad and I'm trying to bond with you and shit like that. I mean, I think, (laughs) I think he means when he says you're gonna listen to me as far as, like, going to the thing, but I think the reason that he's saying that is, was the bonding issue. Uh, I'll have to watch that scene again, but I I see what you're talking about. Uh, I'll tentatively agree. Yeah, that's, well, okay. <laughs> that's all you get right now. I'll take it. That's all you get. I'll take what I can get. Um, that's because that's it. Good. Uh, so do you have something else you want to go to, or you want me to go? What do you want to I do? know it's good. Yeah, I got some more, or do you, do you want to go? Keep going. Okay, I, this is a tiny thing. Charlie mentions uh, she's been missing over a week, referring to Claire. Uh, Claire so, who? What? Claire who? So, uh... <laughs> Just ignore me, okay. Claire was taken in episode 10, as you know. This I know. is episode 14. He says she's been missing over a week, which means yeah. the timeline here is not going a day per episode. It's, it's not. It's like two days per episode. Uh, there's another episode in this five block where they... Where I did the math, I think um, it may have been when she came back, or uh, some at some point. I think it was Homecoming, which is episode fifteen. Somebody mentioned that it's been a month or about a month. Yeah, I have so, a, I have a, I have a note of that as well. Yeah, so it's it's been about two days per episode. Well, I, I mean, the average would be two days per episode. Right, right. Some some episodes more, some less, and I think sometimes there's time between the episodes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I noted that as being an indication of what what the timeline was. So yeah, I thought I'd throw that out there. Um. The last thing I have is uh, Claire's return at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just seemed really similar to Uh-oh. to uh, to Michael's return in season two, where she's yeah, yeah. dirty and she just staggers out of the forest. Yeah, you know, like whatever, uh, out of nowhere, uh, and. Uh, and I have a, a little more, I mean, I, you know, when I watch this, I'm thinking about maternity leave. I want it to line up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, I seem to recall that, that Danielle, like, rescued her or whatever and, like, carried her 
So I, I don't really know how this was supposed to have happened. I guess she carried her for a while and then just like let her go and then she sort of walked in this weird state. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess she sort of carried her and sort of let her go and then but but Claire I mean the whole thing about Claire forgetting what happened, I I I can't ever really buy that. I mean like she doesn't remember anything after the plane crash. Like that's just so strange to me. And uh you know what it um She didn't even remember the plane crash. What did I say? You said she doesn't remember anything after the plane crash. Oh, well anything before the plane crash, sorry. Um, well, she does remember things before the plane crash. She doesn't remember. <laughs> what? Wait. She doesn't remember anything after the plane crash. She doesn't remember anything after she got on the plane, basically. Because she does... said after the plane crash. But she remembers the plane crash, right? Okay. So after anything after the... the yeah no. Okay. She remembers everything before the plane <laughs> crash, including the plane crash. She, no, doesn't she doesn't remember, remember the plane crash. Wait, I thought she remembers the plane... She Okay, wait, she does not remember the plane crash, right? No. Okay, okay. She okay. just remembers that she was on a plane from Sydney to LA. That was all she knew. Okay, so she she doesn't remember anything since she got on the plane. <laughs> right. She doesn't remember anything since before the plane crash. How about that? <laughs> I'm sorry for harping on that. It's it's You got no, it. No, no. She doesn't remember anything since before the plane crashed. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, because that includes... Yeah. She does, that means she doesn't remember the plane crash, and she doesn't remember anything after the plane crash. Correct. So she doesn't remember anything before the plane crash. I don't even know what my point is anymore. Correct. <laughs> what, am I, what am I even talking about? You were talking about her amnesia and how you oh, don't really believe it. Okay, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, with the whole thing with Danielle rescuing her, um, I mean, if Danielle carried her part of the way, it's like, well, I don't understand why she didn't remember something that happened five minutes ago, you know what I mean? Or two minutes ago or ten minutes ago. Like, Right. You know, I you just don't get it unless... Oh, so that's what I was going towards, was this idea that somebody, I guess Saeed asked, asked Jack, you know, how many times you've actually, you know, diagnosed real amnesia? Well, and my question was, well, Jack is not a shrink or a <laughs> psychologist, so the answer would be zero. But uh, he's like a, what is he? A, spinal surgeon. Yeah, he's a spinal surgeon. So he doesn't actually deal with the amnesia patients, Saeed. But I know what he what he means. Probably. Um so anyway, I thought maybe the it go you know going you know dipping back into the telepathy jar uh, that the others have some way of blocking memories, and so they just they just sort of whatever she was experiencing since the plane crash or I should say since before the plane crash uh, was 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 sort of actively being blocked out, and then by the time she got to the camp or whatever or. Whatever the end trigger was, uh, it sort of stopped her amnesia from, you know, it started, well, I should say, it started letting her remember things after that point. Right. Well, she, yeah, she remembers something as soon as the finale of season one, which is her scratching Danielle during that time. Well, she has to breathe. So that's the soonest. Uh, but, but just, just. Yeah, this is this is a homecoming topic. I don't know if you have any more on special. 
I got like little, little, little two things, two little, little things. All right. Well, maybe I'll just finish up and then we'll go back. Uh, so I wanted to line up just like the other thing. I wanted to line up her amnesia with maternity leave based okay. on what we saw in there. Why would she have amnesia? Uh, and, uh, I don't know the answer to that. Like you said, the, the psychic thing was one possibility. There's also the fact that I guess she was drugged. We, I guess we still don't know what was wrong with her. Uh, she was loopy when, yeah, I mean, people seem to think she was drugged. I don't know. They, they sort of implied it when they had her drink the water that was sour or whatever. Uh, so... I don't know if the drugs could have made her, you know, have amnesia. I mean, that seems sort of ridiculous, but, uh, but based on what happened to her, I mean, nothing happened to her that was like so traumatic that she would just forget everything. I mean, it was bad and all, but like, I just, I don't see the event itself bringing about amnesia. Like that just seems weird to me. So I don't know. Well, I see you're saying, like, something really traumatic that would have triggered some sort of amnesia thing. Um, well, yeah, I think the kidnapping part was traumatic, but I think by the time she actually got into the, what, it was the arrow hatch, and she was all nice and happy. Like, yeah, that that whole thing. Oh, yeah, and that even, that that even in maternity, when we, when we saw, you know, what was going on in there with her and Ethan and everyone else, um... She didn't. Re- she didn't seem to really remember what was going on then. Remember, because he, she, she was confused about Charlie and a plane crash and all that stuff. And she, yeah, yeah, it was weird. Like, she was she, even. She was even confused about what she didn't remember stuff back then. Yeah, that was. You know, that, she was that, like that. She didn't remember obviously that Ethan had kidnapped her and that all this other stuff was going on. And right, oh, yeah, we just let Charlie go back to the camp. You know, I was like, well, what does that even mean? We're standing on the island. You know, I mean, she did remember to ask about charlie but she didn't seem to know like who well, charlie was really like, she also remembered peanut butter but she didn't remember it was imaginary oh yeah zing okay um so i think um i don't know i think the best my best guess is i gotta i hate going to the telepathy thing all the time <laughs> but i mean if i if i go to it enough i guess that means it's uh it's a, it's becoming a solid theory a viable theory yeah yeah, yeah. i mean because I, I can't explain. She seemed she was very loopy in maternity leave, uh, and so it could either be drugs or it could, she's either that's just how she normally is, which is not the case. But no, so either you know she was just weird because she was just weird, or she was weird because of drugs, or if we want to use the telepathy angle, uh, they were she w- there was some mind stuff going on, and so she just wasn't herself. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to buy that until further notice. Yeah. And I have a feeling that we're going to find out quite a bit more about the others in season three. So, well, I bet you know that, don't you? Maybe we will have our questions answered in that regard. So, um, okay. So, what is your what is your stuff about special? So we can two two out. little things. Two little things. One, I just want to mention uh, what I like to call the Sawyer store. Is uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> oh. the Sawyer store? Anything's for sale as long as I don't have it. We. The Sawyer store. We have whatever you need, but we're not going to give be it a to pain you. in the ass. Maybe, or it might be easy, depending yeah. on the day. Depending <laughs> on if I have it or not, and the plot. 
Um, so anyway, you know, Sawyer has Claire's diary for no apparent reason. It was in Claire's luggage in her little pouch that Charlie saw her put it in. So that means that basically after Claire was kidnapped, Sawyer went and got that out of her thing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was this sort of like free range type thing where, you know, after the re- after the plane crashes, all this wreckage and luggage and stuff, and he just got what he got and, you know, finders keepers. He actively stole from her, you know right. what I mean? So I guess he thought she wasn't coming back or whatever. Um, I really think he had it only as a plot contrivance. I agree 100%. That's what I was going to say. So I think this is number five of the Sawyer store. Or is it four? Oh, I've lost count. But yeah, I think you're about What was it? The inhaler? The the census thing? You know, the... um, the, the flight uh, manifest. The flight manifest. The laptop battery. The laptop battery. I think this is four. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, just want to keep track. See how many we get to. The other thing I want to mention. I should have mentioned this back when we were talking about Walt and Mike. Uh, is that Michael seems to forget, or or yeah, seems to forget what Brian said about Walt. He says, you know, Walt is different. He's weird. Things happen around him, and Michael never seems to have that in the back of his mind at all. You know, he never seems to... It seems like he just forgot that Brian said that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take that into account. And I guess he hasn't really experienced that many weird things, you know, in terms of Walt. But... He's barely been around him, though, so... That's true. He's barely been around him, but... That, to me, would stick out. You know, I just... I don't know. It, oh, I agree. I agree. I, it should have stuck out more, but... And, I don't uh, know. There, There's something weird. He didn't. He didn't really trust... Brian, he had a real adversarial relationship with him. There was that weird scene where he goes to pick up Walt, and 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 uh, he's he's like, uh, yeah, Vincent can come or whatever, and then Walt. Yeah, says, he says, yeah, he says, uh, you can take Vincent, and Walt's like, that's Brian's dog, and he's like, well, Brian said you can have him. Yeah, and he said he says Brian said you can have him with this look on his face, like Brian didn't say it, but I'm gonna let you take him anyway. Well, yeah, it's like that's the least Brian could do, and I'm just gonna say it because I don't like Brian. I don't like the situation. Yeah, Walt needs the dog. Yeah, he he said it like. I'm going to make the decision that you can have the dog. Right. And Brian, and I, you know, I, I mean, I loved it writing wise, but it was so correct. And it was so shitty, you know, in terms of personality that Brian, Brian tried to convince Walt, I'm sorry, Mike, that, uh, that the wife who died wanted Michael to have custody again. Oh God. I don't even think Michael believed that. He didn't, he didn't, but that's what he said. He didn't believe it. He was like, she didn't say that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just too... Oh, God. What a bad... I mean, based on what's happened before, like, if she really wanted that, I mean, come on, yeah. man. You can do better than that. You're a lawyer. Yeah. I love how when Michael got hurt, you know, he didn't call her and tell her, and she had to find out through the friend. And then, like, she dies, and he doesn't even know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. There's some really sort of tragic lack of communication there. Yeah. You know, like, his old wife or whatever dies or or no they weren't ever married but his old girlfriend dies and you know he doesn't even he gotta find out from the new husband you know right right anyway uh yeah so let's married no remember she says that when when she when michael's in the hospital and she she comes to ask for for him to sign over his uh legal rights to walt she says you know michael we were never married because he basically says he's gonna fight it and she's like, Michael, you know, we were never married. I'm gainfully employed, blah, blah, blah. 
who do you think and I'm his mother who do you think the courts are going to decide with so yeah they were never married okay yeah I missed that little point okay it, that so, line when he said like we can go to counseling or whatever I took that to mean marriage counseling but I guess not no that's what he meant he meant relationship I mean I guess he meant marriage counseling but not really they weren't married yeah but. I mean they they were married in, in everything but the legal sense yeah but I guess it's cool that makes Walt a bastard right yeah I guess so nice little, now we can call him a little bastard oh <laughs> yeah maybe maybe uh, that's something Sawyer should call him that should be his nickname oh little bastard <laughs> I think he'd like that God, I remember when I was a kid, the the first time I really heard the word bastard, a quick aside, was uh oh, back to the fu- back to the future when, you know, they're in that like they're in like shopping center parking lot and and this is the first time the, you know, Doc is about to show Michael J. Fox the car and how it goes back back in the future, you know, back in time rather. And then the the like Ukrainian people or whatever who have the who who Doc stole the plutonium come from and kill him. Right. And then Michael J. Fox goes you bastard! And like screams it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when I was a kid, we were we were going to like Kmart, and it was a very similar location. It was like a you know shopping center parking lot. And I I remembered that scene, and I felt like I was it was like it was just very reminiscent. So I just like screamed out bastards, and my mom was like, "You kid, don't say that. Like that's a that's a bad word." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know. I just." He, he said in the thing, but I screamed it as if I was him. I was like, you bad! I just screamed as loud as I could in the Kmart parking lot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. Kids don't know any better. They just don't. No, no. They, they, don't, they don't know something's bad until people tell them. Anyway. If let's all the parents home. died, all of a sudden, kids could say all kinds of stuff, and they never know it was bad. And no one would care because there wasn't society there to tell them it was bad. Well, that sounds like a good idea for a movie, Grandpa. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's what move about on. my Grandpa? I don't Jeez. know because you're you're old because you're, you're rambling and senile. I don't know, and you're not making any sense. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's move on. We're if, not talking about lost <laughs> anymore. I should I should have called you Peter Pan, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If there were no adults around, it'd be heaven all the time. Yay. I like Grandpa better. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> all right, let's go to Homecoming, which is Charlie's BS. Yeah, please, literally. Uh, my first question in this episode, at the very beginning, because, you know, what is Charlie doing? Charlie, oh, Charlie and son, oh, by son I mean Jen, are, di- are, are crapping around in the jungle anyway. Uh, oh yeah. They knock. They knock. He Ethan knocks Jen out with what I could only imagine as a slingshot. Uh, the the kind. Didn't we talk about slingshots before? Yeah, I was gonna say Ethan uses a weapon that it really reminded me of what uh, what Zeke used on. on exactly. Michael. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's exactly what it was. It was that kind of slingshot where it's a it's it's literally a sling like a like a piece of cloth that, and you put a rock in it and you like twirl it about and then launch it and it hits the person with with much force and veracity um so anyway he knocks Jin out and i think that's an interesting point uh that that was a this a very you know we didn't see the weapon but for all intents and purposes it's the same weapon right uh anyway um he knocks Jin out and then he 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 tells what's his name charlie charlie sorry he tells charlie um you know, 
you better bring me Clara by midnight or I'll kill everybody and blah, blah, blah. And my first question is, why does Ethan have scratches on his face? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, definitely. I wrote and, that down. And does that, now, I don't remember, but does Claire scratch him in maternity leave? Not that we saw. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering why he had a scratch on his face. He, uh, Him and Claire got along great in maternity leave. They never had any kind of forceful yeah okay because when she when she escaped like he he wasn't around when she escaped i mean that's why she escaped right so yeah what was with that scratch yeah i don't know like we we didn't see what happened when he took them and so yeah i mean maternity leave has happened at this point i don't think his face was scratched in maternity leave either yeah so it couldn't have happened when he took them so that means it must have happened after, like, maybe they punished him or something? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Miss Clue scratched him when Claire escaped. <laughs> you let her escape! I'm going to scratch you, boy! <laughs> boy, you is getting a scratch. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he scratched. Um, that's really weird. Maybe we'll find out about that scratch. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think maybe it's just to make him kind of look scary or whatever but uh but ma- yeah maybe there's more to the story i you want him to look scary i don't know if a scratch is the first thing you want to put on him you know maybe a scar maybe you know a scratch though that seems that seems specific they were pretty deep they they, they looked pretty fearsome no i don't mean and i don't mean in terms of like ferocity i just mean like a scratch means somebody scratched you a scar means you got injured you know like, you know, a scar, you can look pretty menacing with a scar. A scratch is like somebody attacked you, somebody, you know, or you were attacking someone, they were defending themselves. You know, you don't get a scratch like that by, you know, just doing normal things or anything like that. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. A scratch is a pretty specific thing to put on a character because, it, it, you know, it elicits, you know, an idea that somebody literally did this to them. There's no other really, no other viable reason why they would have that on them but anyway maybe they're fake maybe it goes along with the theatrical thing where like it's like a fake scar scratch oh it's a it's a far yeah it's a or a fatch a fatch oh no now we have two fatches it can't be a fatch it has to be a well it is a fake scratch it's a oh god it's this fratch how about a frat? Why are you putting an R in... Oh, okay, right. Why am I putting an R? I'll let you figure that out. I forgot there was an R in scratch. Right? Yeah, there is. No, I think Excuse it's to be... Yeah, let's do fratch. Fratch, okay. I'll take yeah. fratch. I don't think it's a fratch, but I like the word fratch. <laughs> I don't either, and yeah, I agree. But it was just something that occurred to me. I don't, I don't see why he would put scars on himself. It's very silly. Especially because, yeah. like, Ethan... Ethan isn't using the disguises. He's just no. sort of dressing normally. He doesn't need anything else to make himself look menacing either. I think, I think, I just like to throw this theory out there. I don't think they had thought of the others dressing up yet at this point. I, I don't think that had even occurred to him. Just want to uh, throw that out there. That might be true. I don't really, I don't know. But, um, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they would put that on him. I think maybe the idea was that Claire scratched him when when he she got taken, but during maternity leave they just forgot about that. And that that's that's actually very likely given their penchant for uh, 
for forgetting things that happened in earlier episodes and yeah. continuity errors. So uh, I think they just forgot that I because it was it was sort of a you know underlying idea because it's just you know we never see her scratch them and it's sort of one of those things where they'll just put it on it and maybe the audience who you know the people in the audience who catch it will think oh Claire scratched them and then right. when it came time to maternity leave they just sort of forgot that they even put that idea out there. Right. So. All right. My other thing about Ethan and his threat was he goes, you know, I'll kill every one of them or I'll kill them all. And I'm thinking, really? And then, of course, later in the episode, he he kills Scott. So I'm thinking, okay. Mm -hmm. But it seems like to me, okay, this whole idea of good and bad, doesn't killing make you bad? Like, even if you're killing, like, okay, maybe there's a, you know, uh, you got to kill one person and get to your ultimate goal. Okay, maybe you got to kill two. Those are sacrifices. You kill 40 people? I don't know. I think you're bad by now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, his threat about killing everybody, I, I, didn't, I didn't know whether that was even believable or not. Like, would, do you really think he would have killed everybody to get to Claire? And Charlie last? Uh, and Charlie last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, as I said before, I think the others are in justifies the means kind of people. And so I think they would say, if we have to kill 40 people to achieve the greater good, then we will do it. Okay. I, I, feel, like they, I feel like they would do it if they thought they had to. Well, I also think that, I, you know, I, th- I always thought it was a little crappy that he was like, bring Claire to me when he could easily go abduct her again. Yeah, I know, right? I, that I, was, yeah, I think, I, so I, I sort of think, you know, it's sort of moved to talk about this, this little point, because I think that the whole thing is a contrivance you know with them having to gather get you know get together and uh you know try to protect her and and oh bring claire to me by sundown i mean it's so crappy so um i think that's just that's just a plot thing i mean at the time when i first watched season one when you don't know maternity leave like i got the impression they let claire go and i was like this is very silly you know, mm-hmm. now we know that she escaped, and also that Ethan sort of failed in his mission, which included, you know, making a list. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I still have questions about as far as uh, uh, why he didn't have time to do that in the many days he was there. Uh, but uh, uh, besides that. Uh, Wait, what's the what's the list thing? I f- I'm sort of forgetting the like. I know he gets reprimanded because he didn't do a list. Right. Who who was that? Was that Miss Clue or that was somebody? Right. No, that was uh, that was Zeke or Tom, whatever. You he, call now, what him. does he say again for for me and those of us who don't remember? Well, I don't remember the precise wording, but uh, but uh, it was something like you know. Uh, you were oh, supposed this is maternity leave, right? Yeah, for maternity okay. leave. It was okay. something like you were supposed to make a list. You know, what am I going to tell him now? A list of the people there, a list of the good ones. Which He didn't specify. He didn't specify. He just said a list. And since we saw Goodwin making a list of, of you know, good and bad people, we, and we know that, that they are the same, of the same people. I so forgot about Goodwin. Uh, we, we, we presume that the list is the same kind of list, you know. Yeah. 
Um, how that works, though, of course, we don't know. How, how do they judge? How long does it take? Is it scientific? Or what do they... I don't know what they do. Maybe... Hey, I'm going to dip into the psychic jar again. Please. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe uh, part of the reconnaissance that they do is like a, t- uh, a telepathy thing. And so they spend time maybe with each person or around each person. And so if they're, if they're in close proximity, they can sort of read somebody's mind in depth or something. And so that's how they can probe to see what happened in their life to see if they're good or bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how it works. And, 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 I, and another idea I thought, maybe, maybe Ethan got a little bit too comfortable and too maybe... I mean, he... Well, I guess I, really, I was going to say he, 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 he didn't make the list because he started to not really like the people, but he just got sort of busy being one of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he just sort of got to, yeah, he got too busy, like, playing the role, and he forgot what his mission was. Well, and as we said before, he his original plan was probably not to kidnap Claire. He was just going to be around yeah, and sort of keep an eye on her. And the camp in general, and like, but when he heard about that she was going into labor, that was what set him into action. Yeah. So I think the the original plan was for him to be there longer. So. And actually, that actually, what you just said, makes me think our earlier theory about multiple people helping with the kidnapping. It doesn't, I think that throws that a little out of the air. What kind of expression is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a weird expression. I guess I guess what I meant is it defenestrated it, throwing it out of the window. I guess throws that out of the air. <laughs> Throw it out of the air. Sorry. Wow. Uh, uh, I meant defenestrate that idea. Throw it out of the window. Um, because if if that was a you know if he didn't plan to kidnap them, then why would the others have been around to help him kidnap them? Well, we can dip into the telepathy well again and say. Uh, Oh. Say that he sent out a signal, and we can dip into the supernatural well and say they could get there really quickly for supernatural reasons. Well, then the, how come when like Goodwin was being attacked by Anna Lou and, <laughs> and and all this stuff, like they never sent out that distress call when it could actually help save their lives? Oh uh, well, maybe they sent it out and they decided it wasn't worth it or something. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I'm, I know I'm sinking. Don't worry. Oh, maybe, maybe that. Well, it's funny how all these things are connecting, and and some things are, some things are making other things not seem true. But, but maybe that that's how that's how um, uh, Henry knew that Anna Lucia killed Goodwin. Well, there's two ways. Both are telepathic. That she that he read her mind, and that maybe when Goodwin was dying, he he said, "Help, help!" You know, telepathically. Right. You know, Anna Lucia is killing me or some or attacking me. Did we, did we ever guess how he knew? I don't think we came up with anything. I, I can't remember what we said. I thought we had an answer, and I can't remember what it was. I don't. What could it be? How would he know? I well, that's the question. Uh, no, I, I don't remember, but I feel, I feel like there was some sort of answer to that, because that was definitely a question we addressed. I think that was our first podcast, too. I do agree. I think we did come up with something, but uh, I guess it wasn't good enough for us to remember. Hmm, two for the road. Hey, guys, trivia contest, we say giveaway? What do you say? Oh, wow, we so gotta, oh, we gotta, but that means we gotta go find the answer, but uh, that should be a question for our Trivia Contest Sweepstakes giveaway. Yeah, what 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 was our reasoning in, in uh, that first uh, episode about Two for the Road, where uh, 
as to why Henry knew that Analysia killed Goodwin. I know yeah. we had a reason. I feel like I remember us coming up with a reason, or maybe you did, or whatever. But and and if we didn't, then whoever in our listening audience comes up with the best reason wins that question. <laughs> they Besides get telepathy, question. we've taken telepathy. We're taking to the that's off the table. Although you do get points for agreeing with us. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yes. Actually, you get lots of points for that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know about that one, man. I. I uh, that we I just went on, we just went on a whole long series of events. The one thing leading to another. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, we're dealing with we're dealing with an other, an other man, and. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much for that. I forgot about that. I was thinking earlier. Ethan Rom was an anagram for something, and I forgot. Now I know. <laughs> an other man. <laughs> Well, it's just other man, but... Uh, oh, yeah, well, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, when... So, no, you know, we've seen a lot more of the others, you know, by the end of season two. And so, seeing these early episodes, you want to try to fit in what you see here with what you see later. Yeah. And have it all sort of cohere. But, uh... Cohere? And, yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> it fits... I love that word, cohere. It's nice. You don't get to use it much. Co- coherent, people say a lot, but no, they don't say cohere a lot. Anyway, uh, so th- I think that's why you just you can't help but kind of go on a lot of tangents when you're dealing with this Ethan stuff. Yeah. Um, I got so, I got more about Ethan, by the way. Yeah, I, I, we there seems to be a lot to talk about, even though he's dead. <laughs> There seems to be a lot. I think that I think it's worth discussing him because I think he lends. Uh, uh, clues for the others in general. He he's such a to me he's such an interesting character because there there's such a stark contrast between like what we see of him in like this episode, like the brutal like evil, yeah. you know, uh, Ethan. Like he that was another thing I was going to bring up. Like when he when he goes up to Charlie, he like picks him up by the neck, you know. Yeah. That's another thing that made me think he was supernatural. Um, yeah. Even though, I mean, you can do it if you're strong enough, of course. And Charlie's not a big guy. No. But it still seems like something... He's a hobbit. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but he's well, he's just this ruthless guy. And, and then you sort of contrast that with what you see in Maternity Leave, where he's sort of nothing but gentle. A little bit creepy, but, like, no sign of the insane Ethan you see in, like this episode well i think that's easily explained by the clone theory (laughs) which is very related to the zombie theory right some might say they're one and the same uh was the idea someone came up with that uh there's there's multiple (laughs) ethan oh god oh i'm sorry at first i thought you were kidding and now i realize yeah that's right (laughs) The zombie no, I, clone Ethan theory. It, it sounds like a joke, but that is a theory that's out there in the ether that uh, there's multiple Ethans. And um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they definitely made Ethan seem very, very strong, borderline supernatural. I mean, he didn't do anything that a very strong man couldn't couldn't have done. And um, evil. I mean, uh, and evil. purely evil. Like he's he's you know. I see. I don't know if I'd say I say he comes off as evil, but it's just determination. 
and dedication to his cause. You know what I mean? He's just willing to do what it takes to get the job done, uh, as we said. But, yeah, it is a very big contrast between him. I mean, the biggest, the only thing I can really think of is that, you know, he didn't, he had no reason to be mean and evil uh, because he had what he wanted, which was Claire. And he was, he was busy, you know, d- taking care of that and doing whatever he was doing with the baby and the needle and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there was really no reason for him to be anything other than, like, consoling and all that stuff for Claire. Right. Um. I think it's interesting that... It just, uh, it makes me wonder who the real Ethan is. Yeah, well, it's interesting. They could have easily gotten another character to play, or or to be who was with Claire during that period. Right. And it's interesting that it was Ethan, um, you know. And I guess, you know, part of that is, it's good that it's Ethan, because when they do the whole thing and they show his face and we know... Yeah, that's the big shock. That's the big shock in that... I don't know, man. Because if it was some random person we'd never seen, we wouldn't really know to be sort of suspicious at that point. Unless it was Kate. So plus, just I just Ethan is sort of an interesting character to me. I think Henry's got his 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 you know good points, I guess. But I don't know. Ethan Ethan had something special. I it think. seems like it seems like each of the others that we've seen, the sort of ones that are on the top of the totem pole, you know, Ethan, or you know, sort of high in the totem pole, Ethan, Tom, aka Zeke, right, Finry, aka Henry, right. And Miss Clue, they all have distinct personalities, and they all seem, you know, Miss Clue is really calm and and like sort of scary in how calm and direct. Yeah, she is. yeah, she was scary. Definitely. She's very calm and direct. Uh, um, Tom is very sort of he he seems to be like the cunning one, you know, like uh, well not not that he's like really an intellectual, but just sort of cunning for some reason that comes to me, and then. Ethan seems like the brute force type, uh, and then Fintry is sort of the brains. Yeah, you know the ringleader brains type. So they all have very specific personalities and specific roles that they're filling. Um, so yeah, it just seems like Ethan was just Ethan was their muscle. You know, um, I don't think I think in, if the roles were reversed, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. Who was the the mole in uh, in, the, in the tail section? Goodwin. Goodwin, yeah. I don't know if Goodwin is as strong as, as or has the same powers as, as uh, Ethan appeared to have, you know. Right. I, yeah, I, I mean, like I would to, expect Ethan to be able to fight off Anna Lucia more effectively. Yeah, I think I think Ethan would have uh, would have killed Anna Lou very easily and quickly. So it seems to me that that whatever Ethan is or whatever powers he has is, is strictly because of him and not like all the others have that or right. or anything like that. As I mean, we don't that doesn't seem to be true because we've seen other others. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's really weird that they 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 definitely painted him as this person with powers and. He's just a little bit too strong to, you know, too strong by half, some might say. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and you know, obviously, like we said, um, Sawyer, Sawyer asked that question. Who or what is this guy? Uh, but then he dies, so we don't even know. Or ever, maybe, I don't know if we'll ever find out. Um, right. Well, I mean, if, he, if he's not human, what, what could he be? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> or, or if he's maybe somehow, maybe he takes the vaccine, or, 
or he's or something to do with the vaccine that makes him like that, you know, like some sort of drug he's taking or Yeah, that's know, what I was going to say. I was going to throw out some half-ass theory that whatever the others are doing, uh he's he's using to somehow make him stronger. Um but that he is human, but that he's been somehow enhanced. Yeah. You know. Uh, cuz obviously, I mean, the bullets kill him. He's not, you know. Uh he's not What do com- they What do they do with his body? not invincible uh i don't know i mean i feel like if they left his body there we're not sure he's dead (laughs) i think no i think i don't remember do you really i mean do you really think they would they would they would dig a grave for him i don't know did they address that I, i guess we haven't seen the episode after this yeah but i don't know i don't remember them addressing it i mean i could have forgotten but um that's the thing if they I mean I don't think they I mean logically you wouldn't want to just leave them there I mean I guess I don't know yeah I don't think they would just leave them there I can't see them digging a grave but then again maybe they did I, I don't know well, I feel like maybe they addressed that uh, at some point maybe they did maybe they did uh, I, I, could, I could be wrong but we'll have to see um Okay, so, I mean, I've just got more about Ethan. Uh, you got more about Ethan? We're, we're talking about Ethan, so let's, let's have some more. Uh, okay. So, Ethan kills Scott. Like, we talked about that, right? That's the, yeah. the first night when they don't bring Claire. They decide, well, we're just going to stand guard with Coke cans in a bag. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> The Dallas Police Department uses Coke cans in a bag for their... No, I'm kidding. That was such uh, a shitty trap. The, I mean, how about you just step over the trip line? Like, I mean, I understand, you know, well, the, you know, the point of a trip line is they don't... the per, You know, people don't know that it's there, so they hit it. But who's to say Ethan's not hiding and waiting and seeing them set up these traps? You know, which obviously he was aware of the traps, and that's why he went around in the ocean. Right. You know, on the beach. So uh, I did. I did have something about Skeev to bring up, but I'll save that. Okay. So, yeah. Besides that, like just the fact that it was a bag of cans. <laughs> like you tripped the thing, and then a bag of cans hit you. <laughs> Ow! You thwarted me. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Wait. Did you just say a bag of cans hits you? Yeah. That's not what it was. The bag of can when you chip the line, the, it's an alarm system. The bag of cans makes noise. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to stop him. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. No, they the bag of cans just makes noise. It doesn't. It's not supposed to hit the person <laughs> in the head. I really, thought, I really thought that's what it was. Oh, oh my god. god. I mean, not to mention that it wouldn't even hurt, but, like, you'd have to be standing right underneath it. Well, that's why I thought it was so bad. <laughs> okay. All like, right. that's, his, that's his one, his, that's his kryptonite is a bag of cans. <laughs> yeah, like, he... No, 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 no. It was, it was an alarm system. Yeah, that, it makes so much sense now. The way, the way it's used in the episode, okay. I just, when I first saw him drop it, I'm like, I really, (laughs) oh God, (laughs) holy shit, oh my God, I can just see that now, he like, he gets pissed, he's like, what the fuck is that, (laughs) some cans just hit me in the head, now I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill every, I'm gonna kill Claire too now, (laughs) 
Who's gonna kill everybody? You guys are stupid. I know. Cans in a bag. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Oh, that's hilarious. What is with man. you people? What is with you? Cans in a bag. I'm just gonna leave you people alone. You got your own problems to deal with. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Oh shit! Wow. Well, well I, I, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I could clear that up for you, man. <laughs> that was fun. I can't believe you thought that was the. <laughs> that was a serious misconception I had. Uh, wow! Wow! <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I can cross that little criticism <laughs> cross off. That, cross that off your list. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Okay. So anyway, that really wasn't my point originally. Uh. So anyway, uh, yeah, he kills he kills Scott and uh, and then and then Kate at one point says said Kate says that Locke said he came in from the water. Yeah. Okay. And also that his neck, arms, and fingers were broken. Yeah, that Scott's yeah bones were broken. Uh, so first of all, he came in from the water. Does that mean like via a boat? Like I have this vision of Ethan just like rising from the water. No, and that's what I think. I think he basically got sort of close to their to their area of the of the beach where you know it was cordoned off with the with the alarm system, and just went into the water and went around the system and came up to the beach. I don't think he had a boat. I, I mean, I don't think she's in. She she has no reason to believe that they have a boat. I mean, for us, we can maybe you know. I get, you know, I was gonna say we can maybe assume that he could have used the boat since we know they have a boat, but a boat would have made noise mm-hmm. uh, and and been pretty visible, you know, when it lands on the beach or whatever or gets close to the beach. So I think uh, no, I think he just we were supposed to believe he just swam up there. Okay. All and right. Now, why he decided to break all of his bones? Uh, I mean, I can understand breaking his neck. You know, like she said, you know, they said, well, maybe he just drowned, and then he goes, well, his neck was broken. And I think at that point we can safely assume it wasn't, you know, a drowning. But then, but then of course his arms and legs and fingers, you know, bones in his fingers were broken. I don't know what that means. I don't understand why Ethan would go through that much trouble. I mean, especially since once the guy's dead, he's dead, and you got your point across. Why? Why? You know, sort of. I mean, you know, you can only kill a person to a certain extent, right? And, unless, unless we're supposed to believe like. He was tortured and and all and his bones and stuff were broken while he was alive and then he finally was killed. Like, I mean, I don't believe that, but and I don't know if that's what they're trying to say. But I just just in a logical sense, I don't understand why they even ha- found it necessary to write in that his bones and stuff were broken. Right. I mean, it seems to emphasize the the brutal Ethan, who's yeah. like just completely ruthless. He's not just going to kill someone. He's going to like just destroy them. Yeah, you know, I guess, but I mean, in the point, the same. I no, I agree. It would have been fine, but I, I, I don't know. the The fact that they put that in there made me want to mention it because it just seems sort of weird that that that's included. Yeah, um, but I agree. If it wasn't included, it the outcome would have been the same. But it, it makes him seem more fierce or whatever. More... I think it makes him seem more fierce only if the guy. With his bones were broken while he was alive. If you do it while after he's dead, what's the point? Yeah, so I that, agree. I mean, just but, you, so that, but the fact that you don't know, you just have his body with all the bones broken. 
Yeah, okay. You know, it just it leaves you wondering, like, how did that happen? I mean, even if he did break his neck and then just systematically break the bones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's crappy because that, that basically means he, he came from the water. Uh, reminds me of the Toady song. Came from the water. <laughs> yeah. gra- you know, kidnapped Scott. Took him. Took him. Ostensibly took him back into the water to another area of the beach where he could, you know, go ahead and break his bones and his neck and all that stuff, and then drug him back. Right. You know, it seems to me just a little bit easier, uh, you know, Ethan, just to come and break his neck where he sleeps and then leave. Right. Right. And what got his point across? I don't know. Maybe it's just. Maybe. It's oh, just... I think. I'm sorry. I think. I think his body was found in the water. Right. Was he? Was he sort of? Fl- I mean, I know when we see him, he's on the beach, but. They, you know, the question was raised if he drowned, so that must mean that they found him in the water. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or he maybe sort of, he washed up. Or he just sort of washed up on shore. Because he was on the beach when they found him, but he, it did look like he could have been, like, washed up. Yeah, okay. So. Well, you can't swim with broken limbs. Right. <laughs> or so they say. Um, okay, so... God, I just I have to keep going here. Uh, uh, my next question is regarding the final the final showdown. Uh, why why did Ethan come alone? Why wouldn't the others the other others uh, help him out if Claire's baby that was, important was um, so important? Why did they? Yeah, I think I think it may have to do with. The fact that it was his mistake for letting her escape, uh, and and maybe. But was it really his fault? I mean, it was really Alex that kind of set that in motion. Well, but it's that that idea that you know Claire, you know Claire was sort of his project or whatever, and he was supposed to be watching her, and then he left her alone, and then that allowed for the escape. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure. I mean, he's obviously to blame. I mean, I'm sure they blame him. Yeah, and so maybe it was it's just that you know he either he convinced them to let he was like no 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 I can handle it I can get her back or whatever or or you know he just sort of went on his own accord and and, and tried to you know make the best of the situation to get her back by himself. I you mean, know, come and you know bring her back and be like hey hey look I rescued her but or not rescued her but I brought her back and. But based on like his previous experience with Jack, just like incessantly following him, like. He knows that they care about Claire, yeah. and it, and for him to think they're just gonna give him up or give her up. Well, uh, that whole the whole like I said, the whole thing about his wanting her and 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 the circumstances, and you know, tell her to come to this point by sundown, like that whole thing is crappy. And the whole thing with them hiding in the trees and in the bushes is crappy. I think any respectable other would be able to know when that's you know, right. look around and see. And then I thought it was crappy. I know it makes for good TV, but when Ethan does appear in front of Claire to grab her, she runs, you know, like, like you know, Saeed and all the guys, you know, the fellowship, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, are, are, are stationed in that area so that they can jump on top of him when, when he comes. And then she runs from that area. Right. Like, they should have made it clear to her that she just sort of needs to stay so they can... I mean, obviously they got him, but still, like... She just sort of ran away from where the... Well, okay. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, and maybe they had planned for her to run in a certain direction. Right. It seemed like they that she was supposed to stay in that area. And I'll also and give did. her the benefit of the doubt that Ethan was pretty close, and she didn't want to be too near him, and, like, I wouldn't want to just stand there and hope people come. 
I agree, but it, it, that's part of the thing, though. I mean, you know, you either stay. Yeah, but he's like come. in the area. I mean, you know, I I, I guess, but I, I can understand why she would run. I, I maybe I it's can not understand. Like, the best I mean, no, strategic I, plan, but we're talking about Claire. No, I understand why she would run, too. I don't blame her for running, but I'm just saying she could have fouled it up, you know, by running. Because, you know, she could have run to an area and then they couldn't have, you know, maybe they weren't ready to catch him and then he gets her and flees before they can come, you know. Whatever, not a big deal. It didn't happen, so right. no big deal. Right. I mean, I mean... Tactically, you're right, but I just I don't think Claire would be the type to just stand there. Uh, well, then she could have done the thing where the, the the like slow backing up thing and give the guys time to get down from the trees and the bushes to come rescue her. She didn't have to just take off in a sprint, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Um. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, my other question along the same lines is why Why did the others give up after Ethan was killed uh, as far as getting uh, the baby? Good question. Um, I think I said before that maybe um, that maybe they did what they wanted to do to the baby uh, you know, before she left and uh and that they did, you know, they did want the baby. I don't know. I think I think I came up with a theory at some point that by the time, you know, that they that they thought maybe, uh, you know, let her go ahead and have the baby, and then we'll, you know, we'll we'll kidnap the baby later or something like that. Like they've already done what they wanted to do to the baby, and they'll just wait a little bit of time before they get the baby back. Okay. Yeah, you did come up with that theory before, um, yeah. but it just seemed like the right setting to ask it again because oh, yeah. this is the point where. You know, although, I mean, at some point later in the season, we think they're coming for the baby again. You know, um, and it could be, um, I mean, I like to, to, to just throw random theories out there and, and think about what's really going on with the others. Maybe, you know, because uh, Henry and them don't ever talk about Claire's baby. They only talk about Walt. True. So maybe, maybe, and this goes back to, you know, this idea of there's some prophecy or something with, with, with Aaron and Walt and that mural painting and the two, you know, the two kids, the two figures, mm-hmm. uh, dark and light, whatever. The, and maybe, maybe, you know, just for a second, imagine that there's some prophecy there. And like the psychic said, you know, this baby's going to do great things or whatever, or be powerful or whatever. And so the others know that there is going to be a child that will come to them that's going to be this prophesized child. And most of them think it's Walt. And maybe Ethan and, and some other people, or maybe just Ethan by himself, think thinks it's Claire. I mean, I'm sorry, thinks it's Aaron. Right. And so, you know, so that's why he was the one who was actively trying to get the baby and actively doing all that stuff with Claire. And after he died, it was that whole, that whole idea was gone because it died with him because all the other others are invested in wall. Right. So that's my theory on that. That could be, that could be the case. Okay. Although the others kind of gave up on Walt too, but, uh, they do, but we'll, you know, we'll have to see where that goes. I mean, part of me thinks they gave up on Walt for practical reasons. In fact, the kid's getting too old. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but I'm willing to buy that, uh, factions within the others putting their, you know, 
betting on different kids who are going to be the the prophesized kid and maybe that's why they take kids in general and yeah yeah no that goes that was the yeah the whole thing that's why they they take the kids to see which ones are you know they test them and see which ones are whatever and and, and maybe that's why Ethan didn't make the list. Maybe, maybe, uh, oh, oh my God, did I just come up with a really good theory? Oh boy. Maybe he didn't want them to know that Walt was in that group. Like, you know, basically there's two kids in the group. There's unborn Aaron and there's Walt, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see if, if, if Aaron was the, 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 the kid or, or do whatever he wanted to do to Aaron and that's why he didn't make the list because he didn't want to let them know that there is another kid who's already, you know, old and able to be tested or whatever, uh, available to be taken or whatever. So he didn't, he didn't, I mean, maybe he made the list, but he didn't, he didn't give them the list or tell them he made a list because he's just sort of biding his time. And so once, and so once Ethan dies and this whole, you know, thing with trying to get Aaron dies with him. The others realize that Walt is there, and then, and then that's when they want Walt. I, how do they find out about Walt if not from Ethan? I mean, how would they even know? That's that's my question. Uh, I don't going know. back along, I mean, this is going forward and backward. Uh, uh, why? Why do they? They seem to think Walt has all these powers, and like the show is telling us that too. But like. How, why do they think that? And like, how do they even know he's there if not from Ethan? And like, what? Um, well, first reconnaissance. You know, they could just be spying on him. Uh, maybe after Ethan died. I mean, it, it, you just sort of had to think about it. You know, step to step, and you, you got to wonder. Okay, was Ethan there? The others' only contact with 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 the with the with the this version. You know, this group of Losties. If it was, then then the question becomes, okay, did Ethan ever mention who was there, you know? Uh, if he did, I mean, God, this needs to be a diagram, but if he did, if the answer is yes, <laughs> if he did mention, you know what I mean? I need like if a flow yes, ch- turn to page 267. I know, I need like a flow chart. Okay, so help me with this. So if the answer is yes, if Ethan, was their only contact and, uh, you know, and told them anything about the others then okay i'm sorry about the losties then that's how they know about walt is because ethan told them who was there and they've got this kid and okay if he didn't tell them about Walt, if he was their only contact but didn't tell them anything about who was there um or specifically about walt then that means then that leads to two other theories that are three things one is they did reconnaissance they just sort of spied Two is a telepathic thing that just sort of sort of knew who was there or red minds or okay. spied in red minds or something. And three would be that they have another person who is a mole that's there or, you know. That we don't know about. That we yet. don't know about. And then, okay, so then the go, going back up to the top level of this. Uh, uh, so that was, that branch was Ethan being their only contact. And I guess that another thing is Ethan... Ethan not being their only contact, that they, like I guess that that sort of that that branch led to that conclusion too that they they have they had another mole in there or something. Right. So, and I'd also like to bring up uh, in that connection uh, the fact that the others knew other other lost away like names 
Uh, if you remember from the hunting party, you know, he knew Jack and he knew, you know, the other, other people who were there. Uh, he knew their names. Uh, Zeke, that is. Yeah, I mean, God damn it, Ethan, did he did he make the list or not? I mean, if 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 he would have just if they would have just told us he made a list, we could answer all these questions pretty simply. Right, and uh, and and I don't remember his exact wording. Maybe he didn't finish it because you know. And they also uh, they also have have the the other list, the list that Michael gets. Uh, yeah, you know, with uh, which includes James Ford. Like they use. Sawyer's real name for some yeah. reason, uh, which I think which, is really weird. Like that's something that if they did reconnaissance, they wouldn't get that. They the only the, there's only two ways to get that information. Wait, does the Sawyer ever tell anybody? Uh, not that I. He, I mean, uh, somebody. I think they find out when. I think, oh yeah, the census, right? Yeah, I think Hurley okay. finds out when when he takes the census. Unless one of the others was listening during that part, or unless like there's some you know behind the show thing where Hurley came up and said, "Hey, didn't you you know to Ethan or something? Did you know that you know James Ford is you know his real name?" Uh, but the only other thing would be the census itself, unless the others got a copy of that census. I mean, that's how they would. But of course, we 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 posed the question before. Even if you have a list of people, how do you know who's who? Right. You know, how yeah. do you know how do you know which one is Jack? How do you know? I keep wanting to pull out of this celebrity thing. It's it's the easy answer. <laughs> it is. It's it the easy everything. answer. Well, but then and then like you raised the question in 3 minutes of why when they're giving the list to Michael, do they put James Ford when they know he knows him as, as Sawyer? Yeah. Like that's really weird. You know, like yeah, that that's yeah. the kind of detail that like it seems like it's either meaningful or it's bad writing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would why would they? I mean, the only reason for them to say to to basically tell Michael we know that this guy is named James Ford, and we're going to let you know we know that. I mean, maybe just ugh. oh man, I don't know why they would do that. Uh, Unless, unless for whatever reason that they, that, that list, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's some, some weird thing about them and nicknames or something. Like they, the list was written and it just had to be their real names. And, you know, they knew that they were going to have to explain to Michael, you know, who James Ford was. But it was it was for whatever reason important to write James Ford on there, not Sawyer. Okay, um, I mean know. that's what it has to be, but I can't imagine why. Yeah. So, uh, which which doesn't mean there isn't a reason. So I wonder. Um, and and that sort of seems to go back to the census. Like they they that list was made from the names on the census, you know. So maybe uh, maybe they somehow they got a copy of the sen- uh, I keep saying census, but I mean flight manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a copy of that somehow. Um, and Ethan did. I mean, Ethan said he didn't make a list, but he did. I mean, obviously he found out that Hurley was doing the census thing, so that would have right. alerted alerted him to a good way to get a list of everybody's names. And he knew he knew who some of the people were. Like Locke mentioned that he hunted with him. 
Um, yeah. Which also made me think about Henry saying he was coming for him, because I'm thinking if he's hunting with Ethan, Ethan's like feeling him out or something. Yeah. Uh, Man, there's so much going on in this show I've never thought about. <laughs> um, that whole thing with the list is really getting me. I mean, maybe Ethan did... Maybe maybe at the point Ethan had maybe Ethan had the list he had a copy of the flight manifest he had whatever information that they needed but at that time he had just not given it to them uh, and I and I and I want to sort of go back to my the, that theory that the faction theory I guess is that mm-hmm. he he was really invested in Claire and he wanted to bide his time to see if that if if you know Claire and Aaron were you know important and so he didn't want to give the list up. Uh, and maybe because maybe they would have tried to take uh you know Jack and everybody else on that list that that Michael got maybe they would have tried to take them sooner had they found out that that's who they were or something well i mean they knew who jack was they knew they, i believe they, they i believe they knew more than that because Locke asks how do you know our name so i think he i think he says more than jack in that scene i don't remember so i could be wrong but yeah um, i think he does so so like and Ethan dies in this episode so whatever he knew if he if he in fact told the others he must have told them before this episode yeah I mean I I can see it going like basically you know he's doing all this stuff with Claire uh I mean he couldn't really be alone in his I mean I'm trying to make my little theory of you know he's interested in Claire thing where Claire and Aaron mm-hmm. like he couldn't have been too alone because you know they have that shot of the people in the hospital are in the in the medical hatch about to do surgery or whatever yeah whatever, whatever that, that was. was that's such an outlier anyway um what was I gonna say I don't know <laughs> oh I was gonna say that basically you know he was doing whatever he was wanted to do with Claire and Aaron and then they then they escaped, and so the head others were pissed, and that so between so basically they made him come clean with everything or something. Okay, you know at that point, and he, he I mean maybe that's when he gave them the list or told them what he knew and blah blah blah, and he maybe asked for another chance to maybe they scratched his face. Maybe they scratched his face. <laughs> Miss Clue said, "How dare you!" and scratched him. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll I'll buy that maybe. I really wish we would find that out. <laughs> yeah, I love how the big things like, you know, the the the, the things that they want to invest time in, like how Rose and Bernard met. You know, <laughs> they they do. But the little things that we really care about, like why was Ethan's face scratched and 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 did he give the list or not? And how did you know those things that seem to be more interesting at least uh they don't they don't really talk about yeah i know i i feel like we're never gonna know what happened behind the scenes with ethan and stuff besides maternity leave yeah and uh and i really wish we would damn it well i really wish we'd move on because uh we got i got a couple more things i want to talk about we just started talking about this episode i mean we, we didn't just start talking about it but we haven't talked much about the episode itself well, yeah, I guess not. We've, we've gone on a lot of tangents. I actually only have one more thing on this episode, and it's a quick okay. question. Cool. Uh, where did Charlie get the gun that he used on Ethan? Uh, that's the one that fell. Remember, I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, what's his name had it? Jack had it, and he was fighting with 
Ethan, and they they have a shot of the gun falling. They have like it gets knocked out of his hand. Okay. And then and then that's when he and Ethan proceed to just keep punching each other. Okay. And they do the fist fight thing. Oh, that's what happened. He took Jack's gun. Yeah, he took. Jack's okay, gun. okay, because I'm like all the guns were accounted for. I don't see how he got a gun. I missed that part. All well, right, that Jack- was my fault. Jack made the mistake of going to attack Ethan with a gun in his hand. Right. Like, he runs up on him with the gun in his hand. I'm like, Jack, you know, if you're going to grab this guy or try to reprimand him, you're going to reprehend... Reprehend... <laughs> it's late. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Reprimand? Uh, no, no. Reprehend him. That's what I'm looking reprehend? for. Reprehend? Ugh. Yeah, well, reprimand, you don't want to reprimand him. That's that's basically telling him what he did wrong. I, I know, I'm just not used oh, to the word no, reprehend. No. Reprehend's not a word. The word is apprehend. Okay, apprehend, yeah, I'm used <laughs> to that one. I was about to learn a new word. Reprehend, I like reprehend. Yeah, I do uh, too, except it's uh, nasty. Not a word. Uh, he was, you know, it, it just, I, I, when that scene happened and I saw Jack run out of the, run into the frame with a gun in his hand, I'm like, you're at a disadvantage because he's got two hands. You got one. You know, you just you can't you can't physically fight with somebody when with only one hand. I mean, put the gun up first, Jack, and then go run after the guy or something. But anyway, he had to have the gun in his hand so he could get knocked out of his hand so Charlie could grab the gun and shoot him. So. Right. Right. Uh, that was probably the that was probably the lowest point for me with Charlie. Uh, I, I, I hated that he shot him. I mean, I understand it's great writing. I would have written the same thing. We don't want to know. I mean, we don't. they don't want the audience to know too much about the others at this point. Uh, from an audience perspective, of course, we all want to know as much as we can at this point. Right. Uh, and so I'm really pissed that Charlie did that. And I really hated his explanation. He goes, he goes, Charlie, uh, Jack, it's that same thing where somebody says something and all you do is, is ask them the same question right. back. Right. And Jack, Jack asked Charlie, he goes, Charlie, you know, he, 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 could have, he could have told us where he came from, what he wanted. You really think he would have told us anything? Well, yeah, Charlie, I just said he would have. <laughs> I just said that I thought that. Like, why would you ask me that, you know? Right. That's I mean, so weird. realistically, I have a feeling he would have been about as useful as Henry Gale was. I think he would have talked just as much as Henry Gale did. And that- yeah, but... Any information, even if it's a lie, is better than nothing. Yeah, and all Henry Gale ever did was lie about stuff. I don't think he ever said anything true. God. Okay. Well, and then the and then and then the other thing I hated with Charlie in that scene towards the end of the episode was uh and then and then Charlie goes. His his his, his explanation for, for doing that was basically I wasn't gonna let her any let him anywhere near Claire again. Right. I'm like, shut up. You had four people with guns pointing at the guy, like, and, you know, and Ethan, I mean, and, and Saeed is a trained torturer, so, like, he's, you know, Ethan, the odds of Ethan getting away again were pretty slim, but, I, you know, it's, it's good TV, so. Yeah, I, I, I think from, from a plot standpoint, it was, it was the right thing to do, but I was extremely frustrated with him when yeah. I first watched this, uh. Because, uh, yeah, it's like, wow, the discovery that they're not alone on the island, not just because of Russo, but because of this nebulous, maybe, group of people that want babies. Like, yeah. you want to know as much as you can. And uh, here's one person who's definitely a member, and uh, bam, they're dead before they can say hardly anything. 
Yeah. And it's it's just it's really frustrating. But uh, I I sort of thought when they were wrestling with Ethan that they should have like shot him in the leg or impaired him in some way just to sort of ensure that he wouldn't be able to like escape as easily. Right. I mean that's the first thing I would have done is just sort of you know sort of impaired him in some way. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that's because I'm evil. Anyway. I got a list of things I want to talk about quickly. We're we're approaching three and a half hours with this podcast. <laughs> um, oh dear! So we should condense this for for five episodes that uh, nothing much happened. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, this one this one is I knew it was going to be a bigger one. So okay, big. So the whole thing with Skeev, okay? okay. Explain this to me because I, I don't. For some reason, I understood it. Now I don't get it. Skeev is the person. That is left on the island between Scott and Steve because because of the confusion early on with with who was Scott and who was Steve, coupled right. with the fact that that one of them dies and that the audience was confused on who was left. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but obviously Scott is the one who's dead because they say it was Scott. True. So why are we even talking about Steve? Because we know which one died. Well. My theory on that is that the show made it a point of Scott and Steve being confused, right? Yeah. And uh, even after he dies, I think someone says at some point, they killed Steve. No, they killed Scott. Like, they continue to be confused after yeah, Sawyer, he dies. Yeah, Sawyer says, oh, man, they killed Steve. And then Hurley's like, no, man, that was Scott. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um. So my theory is that the, the, the online community in tribute to the fact that they were always confusing them has called the surviving one Skeev, even though, in fact, it's just Steve. Yeah, I mean, you can't confuse somebody when they're the only one of the two left. Right. So to call him Skeev as if, you know, whatever. I feel my like it's thing... a reference to the fact that everyone in the show is confusing them, so they're, like, pretending to be confused, too. Oh, look at them. They're so cool. Um, my next question is, uh, when when Lot, when when uh, Jack goes and gets the, the suitcase, he decides to give people guns because it's a good idea now. Uh, and he asks Locke if he knows how to use a gun. And Locke basically like unloads the clip and does a thing and does this and that and shows sort of proves he's a badass and knows how to use a gun. And I'm like, why and how? Do you know how to use a gun? Mm-hmm. Like, the only sort of training you have, as far as we know, is you were preparing to go on a walkabout. Right. And on a walkabout, you don't need to know how to use a gun. No. And Taking guns on a walkabout would be really yeah, against and, the whole idea. And I and then I, and then I thought, you know, I could hear Locke saying, well, anyone who watches TV knows how to you know, un- <laughs> unclip a gun, you know. Like, you know, because to a certain degree, you do. You know... You know what it looks like when they do it, but you don't... I mean, I wouldn't necessarily know how to... Do, I mean, I know how to unload the clip. You press a little button, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone sort of knows what it looks like, and you know, pull this thing back at the top, and you press that, and you check that. But I just expect Locke... If I ever ask Locke that question, they're like, how do you know how to use a gun? Well, anyone watching watches TV knows how to uh, check a gun. But um, I just thought it was weird that he seemed to be proficient with guns. I agree. I agree. Maybe the island taught him. I don't know. Okay, I don't buy that one. Now you're just tired and reaching. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Uh, the island taught him, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a reason. No, you're right. He, sh- he shouldn't know. He, he was a Bach Company executive. The only 
stuff he should know is that that stuff about nature survival you know that, yeah that sort of makes sense but him knowing about about guns that just doesn't fit at all but eh, what can you do maybe there's maybe there's something coming in season three about another part of Locke's backstory because what I realized with Charlie's backstory the progression of it you know this first one that we see here shows him as the out of work rock star you know desperate and really sad and pathetic and then of course you go back to when he first became a rock star and everything's good and great then you know so it's not a linear progression with the backstories right um so maybe maybe we'll get something with Locke or we'll go before he was the box company guy and maybe he had this sort of i don't know weird crazy violent past and then he for whatever reason, he became more docile as he got older. Um, so I don't know, but of course, the you know that coupled whatever that may be coupled with the shit with his dad. Right. Um, anyway, so another thing I wanted to point out was uh, Charlie says something to Claire about I want to take care of you, and then Claire says I can take care of myself, and I just couldn't help but laugh. You know, <laughs> I mean, I understand why she wants to say that. But there's never been a more untrue statement uttered in the history of time. I can take care of myself. Like, shut the fuck up, Claire. Yeah. God. Yeah, you you took care of yourself when Ethan was kidnapping you. Yeah. Oh, God. She's so... She's so utterly helpless with everything. She yeah, she really That's so her. ridiculous. That's just like, I have to say it for my own pride, but it's exactly. so not true. Yeah. She can't... Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, good point. I forgot about that. Um, another little thing... Um, another line thing that I really liked, just in terms of the writing of it, um, because it's a line, and that's what they do. They write lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the... Was it... I want to say Penny. It wasn't Penny. Uh, the, better the girl, not be. The girl Charlie... <laughs> the girl Charlie seduced. Right. Uh, you Lucy. know, at the end, Lucy, yeah, please. Uh, at the end, when, you know, he comes to the door and she's all pissed and crying and really bad makeup job on her eyes to mm-hmm. make her look like she's been crying. <laughs> like, why are you that red? Anyway, um, she goes, You're a liar. I believed you and you lied. And I just thought how that line is sort of backwards. It should be, you know, you lied and I believed you. You know, it was like, but she says, I believed you and you lied. You know? oh. And I, I, I like the fact that it's backwards because it, it just stands out in my head, you know. But I just thought that was weird. She goes, you're a liar. I believed you and you lied. I mean, it's really, you lied and then I believed you. That's why I'm mad, you know. Right. Not that, not that I believed you and then on another note, you lied, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. just wanted to point that out. I thought that was an interesting line. Okay. Um, and another thing I want to mention, this is a two-parter, but it's going back, is, I guess, in special, when, when Walt, uh, by Walt I mean Locke, Close is sort enough. of, uh, yeah, is sort of training Walt, you know, with the little knife-throwing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I talking about that? Dunno. Oh, well, first of all, Locke says, I don't think I brought this up, that Walt is special. And I, I want to ask, how does he know that, or why does he think that? Oh. Why didn't you ask that when we were talking about special? Uh, I think we got on some other tangent. Oh, okay. Uh, did you even read the Homecoming description? I don't think I we... didn't. I yeah, didn't we didn't officially even start Homecoming. We just dove into it. Okay. Because Homecoming is, after many days, Claire has found, <laughs> finally found... 
While walking in the jungle, Jin and Charlie are confronted by Ethan Rom, who gives an ultimatum. Bring Claire to him, or one of the islanders will die each day. A trap is set to catch Ethan using Claire as bait, but when Boone falls asleep on sentry duty, the results are tragic. Oh, so they're blaming Boone? I never thought it was Boone's fault. Wow, this thing seems like Boone. they're blaming Boone. Yeah. Well, I guess they're not really blaming him, but they're saying, I don't know, the way it's phrased, it seems like he's a little bit to blame. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess he could. He, they're saying he could have stopped. I mean, to me, yeah, whatever. I feel like if Boone had tried to stop him, Ethan just would have killed him. I mean, well, and I didn't think Boone was the only one awake or supposed to be awake. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they, they show the scene. It's like four or five people who are going guard. I mean, he can't guard the whole area by right, himself. Right, right. You know, and so... They just yeah. focused on him because he was the, you know, the main cast character guy there. So, so does, I guess the, I guess Locke is just intuning from the island that, that, uh, that Walt is special. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, he must be. He really doesn't know Walt except for what he's seen on the island. So, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess he's, he's getting it from the island or he's just picked it up because, I mean, they did have kind of a, kind of a relationship there. Uh, so they, they spent a, a decent amount of time together. Uh, and, you know, somehow he's, he's noticed something. I don't know. I don't know what that might be, but I well, agree. Uh, he seems to have insufficient evidence to say that, but, uh, uh and, uh, I just like to add and, and, uh, here's two more things in my Vincent is smoky or sometimes Vincent is smoky or whatever that theory is that I brought up a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I'm always, I'm always cognizant now about what Vincent is doing and what, and whenever he shows up, cause I'm trying to paint that, that theory anyway. Um, when Locke is, you know, doing the knife training with when Walt is doing the knife training with Locke, I guess I could have said it the other way. Uh, Vincent's watching. They cut. They had this little shot of Vincent there, sort of watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know, maybe like the island through Smokey or Smokey is making sure that, or just watching what's going on, making sure Locke is taking Walt on the right path. I don't know. Thought that was interesting. Okay. And then the other thing I thought was interesting is that Vincent is the one who triggers the alarm. Uh, you know, because he basically is the one who trips the wire, and then that wakes up Boone and blah oh, yeah. blah. So I don't know. That goes in the interesting category about Vincent and what's he doing and all that stuff. So, I mean, if that's smoky, it makes you wonder why he would do that. Oh, well, don't ask why he will do it. I mean, that'll just make me not have an answer. Yeah, well, I don't have one either, but uh, it does make me wonder. I, 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 there may be just a tease for future podcasts. I think there's going to be more on Vincent and Smokey theory coming later. <laughs> okay, what do you mean? Are you you're, you're talking about season three? No, 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 no. I mean, uh, in our later podcast about the rest of season. Oh, okay. One. No, I'll definitely be paying attention to that, to uh, clues for that theory. Because I, I watched the rest of season one semi-recently, and uh, I remember noting a few things. Really? really? So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I hope that theory pans out, because uh, I want to take full credit. I know you do, and I'll let you. Thank you. Because it's your theory. Yeah. I, I wonder, I don't know. I, I don't really go on the message boards recently, but uh, I've never heard anyone else come up with that. Well, 
But uh, hate sure the first rebel, did. but they definitely have. But uh, yeah, oh. But uh, but you did independently innovate it. So wow, I think I get credit for half. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's all I got. Um, okay. Are we done? Well, I've got this last segment here I wanted to do. Uh, and uh, we got to... Okay. I'm just... Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we'll t- I, I know this is getting long. Uh, I will try to get through this as fast as I can. Maybe we just won't talk about this stuff very much, but I, I really want to get this out Yeah, here. No, 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 no. Go ahead. We're already at uh, 340, so um, it's hitting even four hours for the folks at home, eh, folks? <laughs> yeah, you guys love it, right? So... Uh, so uh, from the Lost Cast, actually, they uh, they have a link up there to an interview with uh, Michael Emerson, who plays uh, or played, will play, has played anyway, Henry Gale, uh, in in the show, and uh, it's an interview. I don't know who is interviewing him, but anyway, the link's on Lost Cast if you want to listen to it. I listened to it, and uh, he, oh. he he throws out what. I was just going to say, this is a spoiler warning, right? For season three? Yeah, oh, yeah, I wrote above this spoiler time, and then I forgot to say it. Uh, yeah, no, just, so yeah, just this, for everybody who doesn't want to be spoiled about season three, this is going to be some, imp- I haven't heard this, so I'm in the same boat as everybody else that hasn't heard this, but. Right, so, so I haven't, uh, I haven't, uh, uh, God, I lost my train of thought, I haven't done something, anyway. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> any day now, I'm, Paul. I'm sorry, I got I got thrown off by not remembering what I was gonna say. Uh, so anyway, so there's this interview, and uh, yeah, and he's he's talking. They you know they ask him a lot of questions, but in particular, there are a few questions they ask him. You know about what's what's coming up in in season three. Um, and he, he gives some, I think, some interesting answers here. So let's see. I just, I, I've got a few things here. Um, one thing he mentions, and this, this isn't a big revelation, but it is a spoiler, sort of. Uh, the first set of episodes is going to be pretty much entirely focused on uh, the other's camp. And uh, it's going to be jumping back and forth between that and uh and and the and the lost the main the main camp but uh Mm -hmm. but the main focus is going to be learning about the others learning about their home what their deal is basically so i think we're gonna see the paul fairy uh yeah maybe uh i don't know he didn't say that of course uh but uh uh, other people have said that too, so that's that's not a, a huge revelation, I don't think. Um, okay, another thing he mentioned. Uh, this isn't really this isn't really too crazy either, but Henry was on a mission. In, in I put in quotes uh, when he was captured. So make of that what okay. you will. Well, there's two things I think I I could understand what that means. Two scenarios that I think we've talked about before. True. Should we mention them? Uh, why not? Well, one is that what he says is that he was on his way to get Locke, right? Right. And then the other was that he was coming for the computer. Uh-huh. Or not, not, not to get the computer, but to do whatever on the computer. Whatever yes. he may or may not have done 
when the lockdown happened. Right. And of course, if we remember, we have, or I think, or somebody had the question about how they knew, how the others knew that the lost people had Henry Gale. Uh, if you don't want to go with the computer theory, we can dip into the sci- uh, the uh, uh, telepathy well again and say that's yeah. how we knew. Yeah. Well, and then you can also just go to what he said. He was on a mission, and so of our two theories, both missions and pretty much involved going to the hatch. Yeah, okay. So they knew he was heading in that direction, and he hasn't come home, a la they have him. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, it's, 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 okay. The telepathy thing has to have limits. I, I disagree. I think we can just apply it to everything. I know. I just mean in terms of... It can be applied to everything, but I mean... I mean, they they can't have full telepathy powers. Telepathy sounds good. Uh, because it, 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 it then it asks questions like there's some stuff they should know that they don't know and stuff like that. Why, why they, are they fallible they, at all? Yeah, exactly. So so their telepathy has to be limited to a certain degree. Maybe, you know, like it's maybe they're strongly connected or, or more connected to each other since they all have the powers. And then when it comes to other people, they can maybe read minds and thoughts and feelings if they're close, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to have some limits for it to... to, to fit in the scenario of the show but i agree but it just popped in my head because i was thinking about henry yeah no 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 yeah Uh, so you know uh i you're right if you explain too much with that it's just crappy so you know take that how you will uh okay the next thing uh the if you remember the famous look that henry gale shoots uh saeed after he finishes torturing him yeah when they're closing the door uh, what he what he was supposed to be thinking was oh god don't tell me <laughs> are you serious he tells he's, he told what what that the idea behind that look yeah I don't think I want to know you don't want to know well is it does it make that worse does, it, does knowing <laughs> you have the power of knowledge does knowing that make it worse I'm going to say it makes it less interesting. Of course it does. That's why I don't want to know. Yeah, okay. All right. I won't well, reveal it then. The if you... audi- but the, the, I think the audience might want to know. Well, if they want to know, they can go listen to the interview. Oh, but now I want to know. <laughs> Do you wish... How about this? Do you wish you didn't know? Uh, I don't care about it enough because that wasn't... Like, everybody made a big deal. To me, the look wasn't that big of a deal. So, now that I don't like it as much, it's not that big of a deal. So... All right. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> All right. So, what he was thinking was, okay, you've done your worst, and I'm still here. The battle is engaged. Huh? I'm st- I still like it because I'm confused. What? Shall I say You've it again? Done, you, yeah, please. Okay, so he's looking at Saeed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because oh, Saeed has just got done torturing him. Right. Or whatever. Okay, you've done your worst, and I'm still here. The battle is engaged. The battle is engaged? Hasn't the battle already been engaged? No. <sighs> 
See, this is what gets me about language. Like, be specific, people. I don't understand. So why does the, why did the battle start now? I mean, Henry was already quote battling before, right? And now that makes me think when he phrases it like that, it's the battle between him and Saeed. Right. Yeah. No. I he didn't. I mean, he didn't elaborate. So uh, I guess we just like with Henry, we have to just kind of deal with what he said and try to figure out what <laughs> what that. Well, means. just like just like Henry, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, that's odd. That's weird. That doesn't do any... You know what? It doesn't do anything for me either way. Actually, I can see... Now that I think about that look, I can tell that's what he was thinking. You know, that sort of, like, bring it on sort of look? Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I don't mind knowing that. That's crappy. I I don't really mind either. I just didn't want to ruin anything for you. That's cool. Now, if they ever find out what Abby's look was about... I mean, by Abby, I mean Libby... Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, who the fuck is that? <laughs> she's an invisible character. She's on the show. She doesn't talk much, but she's in every scene. But oh, when she gets a look, hearts melt. Yeah, hearts and minds melt. Ooh, okay, zing. Okay, now, Libby's look. Oh man, I don't ever want to know what that was about. Yeah, Libby's look definitely. Well, he didn't mention Libby's look because he didn't play Libby. He didn't play Libby. Wow. How do you explain the mustache? Oh, zing. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. The next thing they did, the those were just during the general interview. Then they did this lightning round. Oh, God. Where basically he all he could answer was yes, no, or maybe. Okay. Okay. So, I just, some of the questions were, were bullshit. Like, who cares? So, I excised them. But uh, here, here's what I picked out. Okay. N- number one, is Walt really important to the overall story? Yes. Yes. How about you ask me the question, I'll give you what I think the answer is, and then you tell me if I'm right or wrong. You're correct. It was yes. That's what he said. Cool. Okay. Next question. Is the polar bear real? Which I thought was a weird question, by the way. Maybe. His answer, No. Oh, well, see, that's why I said maybe. Is You mean, b- like, both of the polar bears or the second polar bear? All they said was, is the polar bear real, so... Is the polar bear real? See, that's a fucked up question. I agree. His answer um, is no. Okay. Okay. You know you know what's interesting about that is, and I, I'd have to go back and, and watch the first polar bear encounter, but the second polar bear encounter, when Locke sort of seemingly conjures it, it it's all well, CG... I'm sorry, Walt. I, I gotta go get my brain checked out. When Walt seemingly conjures it, uh, it it's all CG and it all obviously looks fake. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first polar bear looked more real anyway. You know, just because it wasn't all that CG, I think, because they didn't have to show it that much. Yeah, they showed just, a lot less of it. Yeah, and so I wonder if the first polar bear was real and the second one was was was. And what does non-real mean? I mean, in terms of what? Like, <laughs> like it, it, like he conjured it so it's not real because it, it, it wasn't ever born and grew up or something, mm-hmm. you know? Or it's not real as in it wasn't really, I mean, it was obviously really there. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Once again, uh, don't know how to interpret that. Um, okay. But I thought it was an interesting answer. Uh, I really didn't expect that one. I thought, yeah, the polar bear is real. I mean, who even thought it wasn't? That's, you know, I said maybe because 
the fact that they even asked that question yeah. made me think there made me doubt the fact that it was real. Well, the fact that they asked that question made me think like like God, these people are crazy. Why would they even think that? He's just gonna say yes. Like why waste that question? Then he says no, and I'm like, Oh my god, I guess that was a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Alright, so the next one. Is the smoke monster real? What does that even mean? I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to say, is it real? What does that even mean? If the polar bear is not real, then I'm going to say the smoke monster is not real. I don't know what that even means. Yeah, I know. You have to define real, I think, to kind of figure out how to answer these questions. All right, you're going to say what? I'm going to say no. Okay. His answer, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking you'd say maybe because I don't think he knows yet. Yeah, I don't think he knows either. Um, But that's what he said. Okay. Here, here's the last one, and this okay. one is my favorite. Uh-oh. Uh, was Henry surprised when the white light appeared in the season two finale? When the who? When the white light appeared. Was he surprised? Who's asking these questions? Was, was Henry surprised? Yeah. I'm going to say no. No. He because wasn't. I think I think he knows about the failsafe. He wasn't surprised. All right. So the I que- yeah. The question is why wasn't he surprised? Right. Exactly. So that that brings up a lot of things. Exactly. Why wasn't he surprised? There's a lot of speculation about that look. Again, a, a fucking Henry look. Uh, that, you and me, white light. We have been engaged. Right, that he, that he gives when he's on that bridge. And a lot of people interpreted that to mean, you know, that he, he expected it or he knew what it was. Yeah. And uh, this is confirmation that, that that's true. He actually, he wasn't surprised. And that's how they phrase it, that he wasn't surprised, which I yeah, think is see, even more here, crazy. Here comes, that's what I want to be really specific in how, what that question means. Like, not surprised or that he knew what it was like that's a very similar those questions are similar you know what i mean right like if you know what something is you're not going to be surprised when you see it but being surprised is not the same as knowing what it is true but i feel like if he didn't know what it was he wouldn't not be surprised well that's the thing if he didn't know what it was he would be he could be surprised that you know this white light what is that you know and if he didn't know what it was well, yeah, yeah. If he didn't know what it was, he would have to be surprised. If he knew what it was, it could go either way. Like, like, wow, I'm surprised that the failsafe actually went off, or, 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 wow, I'm not surprised it went off because I expected them to do this by now. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, that's what's weird about that question. Right. But yeah. We'll, well, just, we'll what... just take it to mean that. Because surprise means that he expected it. So, if I mean, if he's not surprised, that means he expected it to some degree. Right. So we'll take it as face value and just say that he uh, he knew what it was and he expected it. Right. And that says something about who he might be, I think. He's or, the white light? Or who the others might be. I think the fact that he knows about that, it, it makes me think that the others are... Dharma? Connected to Dharma. More closely than, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we always thought they were related to Dharma somehow. Right. Well, that's true, but it makes that more solid. Yeah. Well, and then you got to wonder, I mean, it seems like you got to be pretty high up. Okay, well, I don't want to 
Yeah, it seems like you got to be pretty high up to know what that is, even if you're in Dharma. Well, I agree. Yeah, I mean, even uh, uh, yeah, I I think. Uh, I mean, Kelvin didn't know until Rosinski told him. Right. And, I mean, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we had a whole discussion about the failsafe and how you got to know about it and yeah. who knows and what it's for and, you know, that that's all that's all season three. Uh, I wonder I wonder if the failsafe, if Henry knew about the failsafe, or, yeah, if he knew about the failsafe and he sort of expected them to use it, uh, well, one, you got to wonder how... Oh, okay, Desmond. He, I guess he just knew Desmond was around and that Desmond... Because I was going to say, how did he even know... What made him think that the Losties would use the failsafe or even knew about the failsafe? But I guess he he must have known Desmond was around and then knew that Desmond knew about it too. Right. There's a lot of factors involved for him to suspect that the failsafe would be used. I agree. I, I uh, can't imagine why he would think that was going to happen. But but I was, I was going to say maybe that had to do with his mission, that he was going to either deactivate the failsafe... Fail save. <laughs> what does what it say? Sail faith? Sail faith, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, it does. Don't close your eyes. Sail face is there. Yeah. Um, boating accident. <laughs> boating accident gone horribly wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, I like, I'd like to put that into our into the theory about uh, his mission. Is that he was, he was on his way to do something with the computer and the fail safe. Okay. Maybe he, maybe he was going to deactivate the failsafe or something if that's mm-hmm. possible, so that no one could use it. And then you know he got sidetracked with whatever, and oh, he got captured. Blah blah blah. Well, yeah, yeah, that was a big um, problem. Um, although when he escaped, he, did, he made no effort to sort of deal with that. And although when he and when he was, and that's the other okay. And then that's sort of weird because when he was, if, if his mission was to deactivate the failsafe. He had no real reason to think that they even knew about the failsafe or would ever use it because Kelvin wasn't there yet. I mean, uh, Desmond wasn't there yet. But I guess he said, hey, they're in the hatch. They might find out. Let's be proactive and deactivate it sooner. Right. If that's, in fact, what his mission was. Right, which we don't know, but... Why does this show have so many questions? (laughs) I mean, I've never seen a show where one question leads to ten questions... And, and, like, you answer one thing, and it brings up five more questions. Like, they, as, as much stuff as they give us, they don't give us anything. Yeah, I know. God. I know. It makes I you wonder it. if they can ever really deal with all of it eventually. No. no. I mean, they're probably just going to leave some stuff hanging. Yeah. Like, where did the comic book come from? And why is Hurley reading Spanish comic books? Even though he speaks Spanish, that's a strange thing to do. Right. Yeah, it is. Maybe it he is. likes the pictures, too. Um, and he doesn't seem like someone who speaks Spanish, like, very often in life. Yeah. He, he, he can do it, but it's not like his... I mean, he doesn't have really an accent or anything. He seems like he's quite comfortable with English. Well, he's, so. he's Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. Hurley equals Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I guess so. Hmm, who knew? Uh, okay, so that's the end of the Emerson spoilers, and now I want to throw out a couple of other spoilers, and these are sort of, well, okay, there's basically one more spoiler I want to throw out, um, and it's just sort of a blunt statement about what's going to happen. Oh, well, I, actually, I got a little more than this, but anyway, 
I'm going to throw this out. Uh, okay. Locke and Desmond definitely survive. Locke and Desmond. Okay. So, don't know about Echo, but Q's uh, in an interview specifically said that Locke lives, and uh, and Lindelof in at the Comic Con specifically said that Desmond is going to live and be around during season three. Oh yay! So hopefully uh, we'll get lots more Penny and Desmond love. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Can't wait, right? Ugh. So, um, uh, also, uh, I, what I know about about the episodes is very limited, but I know that the first episode of season three will be called "A Tale of Two Cities." God, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate having to say it as much. As I you think hate we should uh, we should speculate on what that means one day. Not now. I agree. Okay, and it will be supposedly a Kate-centric episode. Oh, God. So, uh, hope you're ready to enjoy that. Episode 2 is supposedly called Further Instructions, and it's supposedly a Claire-centric episode. Uh, Really? Yeah. To me, that seems like it might have something to do with Dharma and the Hatch and stuff. Yeah, with a title like Further Instructions. But who knows? Maybe it's just about being a mother. Oh, God, no. Uh, further Instructions. Why would that have to do with Claire? Interesting. Oh, my God. What if, uh... What if, uh... What if Claire's a mole or something? What if we find out that, like... God, it's so contrary to maternity leave, though. But I was just thinking, like, yeah, right, really. Like, is. like she was told, like you know, she was told to do something, and this is we get the backstory about, you know, she goes back to infiltrate, or, or what if the Claire who came back is a clone? Oh God. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of clones, uh, uh, I watched the Jay and Jack at Comic Con. Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, luckily, there was very little Jay and Jack. It was all just a, basically a video of the Comic-Con I saw. I started, I started watching it, and I'm, I, I mean, I'm just not a big fan of watching something I didn't go to. And Yeah, uh, well... You know, it looked cool, but I just wasn't into it. I watched it to listen to the questions. They had Brian Burke, Damon Lindelof, Carlton Cuse, Daniel Day Kim, and Jorge Garcia. So, uh... Obviously, all the interesting questions went to uh, our favorite pair from the podcast. Yay! Um, so, uh, D- uh, Lin- uh, Damon Lindelof specifically said at one point when someone threw out something about clones, he said, there will never be the word clone on the show ever. There will never be the word clone? Yeah. Now, that's how he phrased it, and everybody's saying, like, oh, well, they won't say the word, but there will be clones... I think he's just emphatically saying clones are not going to appear on the show. They're not going to play a part in the in the plot in any way. I could see it going both ways, but I like to think that clones won't play a part. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, people say, "Oh, they're playful or whatever," but I, I think he's he's emphatically saying that they're that they're not going to appear. Maybe they will, but I, I doubt it. So anyway, there's that. Um, well, the producers of uh, Smallville said, uh, you know, 
Clark Kent would never fly in their version. They would never fly on TV, and then, of course, he flies. Anyway. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. God. I don't even care. I mean, he doesn't fly all the time, but he's flown. Yeah. Anyway. They had to. Uh, okay, so the very last thing. Woo! We can see the end from here. Um, <clears throat> this This girl steps out. And throws out the following. Uh oh. This isn't theory related, by the way. I just like thought it was whatever interesting or something. She says, "Were you surprised that Lost wasn't nominated for an Emmy again this season? You know, it won an Emmy last uh-huh. season." And then she waits for a second and says, "Cause I wasn't." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Wow, why? That's weird. Why did she do that? Yeah, I know. It was crazy, and I, I was just like doing housework. Like I wasn't, I wasn't even paying that close attention. <laughs> you dropped your, you dropped your glass, huh? Yeah, and I, and I, and like from the other room, I heard that. I went, ooh! I couldn't believe she just said that. Like. Right to their faces, like it maybe was so she meant crazy. she wasn't. Maybe she meant she wasn't surprised because the people who do the Emmy nominations are don't get it right all the time. Yeah, well, she didn't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just bullshitting. That's not what she meant. Okay, I was gonna say she didn't stay to explain. Like the whole panel kind of laughed for a while, and then like uh, Damon Lindelof uh, answered the question uh, by saying. His his answer was basically that season two was more sci-fi oriented, and that the Emmys are biased against sci-fi shows, and, oh. and so he said he thinks season two was good, and he's proud of it, and whatever, and and he thinks they that they were just unfairly ruled out because well, of the sci-fi angle, you know, season two had the best finality ever written for television. Right. If you if you ask JJ, so hello. Oh God, I forgot about that. God, I oh. can't wait till when season season three finale comes around and see what he says about that. I know. Speaking of JJ, supposedly he's going to come back in season three and direct an episode. So. Oh yay! I don't really care. I don't care either, but I just thought I'd throw that out. All right. Well, well guess what? I'm done. He's got a new uh, show coming out that's interesting, but we won't talk about that here. Please, please. That's for the new podcast. Yeah, whatever the show's going to be, we'll podcast about that. We Yay. just follow JJ wherever he goes. Well, except for Alias. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I missed the boat. Well, it's over. Who cares? Exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah, You're that's done. It. I've got, like, 15 more things to talk about. Oh, my God. And they're all how ready I am to stop podcasting. Zing! So, I think we, we're good. We did a four-hour show when it was supposed to be two. Um, That's what you can count on us for. Yeah. We'll always miss the mark. Yeah. <laughs> in all respects. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, but, uh, um, we need to... Oh, oh. Yes. Huh? <laughs> we're probably thinking of the same thing. Go ahead. I bet we are. I, well, you go ahead. All right. I want to suggest to everyone listening that you go to our website, which is thelostlowdown.blogspot.com, and uh, on there you'll see a post for our uh, Frapper map, so you can 
if you would go on there, click on the link, put your name in, your location, so we can uh, see where everybody is. It's kind of fun and interesting to see where everybody yes. is that's listening to our stuff. Right now, there's very few people there. Uh, for whatever reason, I know people are looking at the site, but for whatever reason, no one seems to want to click on it. So we're inviting Don't be everyone. afraid. Don't be afraid of joining our Frapper map. I mean, we Frapper, so you don't have to. Right. So, I don't know what that uh, means, but... Um, so Yeah, please. join the Frapper map, because uh, otherwise, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Just do it. Yeah, join the Frapper map. Join the Frapper map because... Uh, I want to know who's listening. And where. And where they are. Uh, so, yeah, please do that. Uh, it's very easy to do. It takes like two seconds, and it'll make us happy. And We ask so little of you, so... we All we ask is your undying devotion, that you listen to no other podcast but us, and, uh, and uh, give us all your money via PayPal. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, no, we don't ask anything. Just listen and enjoy. And, uh, well, we do ask that you send us comments, which some of you do. Yes, oh, indeed. Kieran, I'm looking at you. Indeed, our... our, our Vicky H. Fan Vicky from H. across the pond, if you will. Yeah, what did you say? Uh, fan from across the pond. Shan from across the pond? No, fan. I don't... Fan. Fan. Oh, I man, these cell phones are horrible. F A N. Yeah. Uh, no, fan from across the pond. Yeah, but it's a very big pond. Yes, it's a pond that's an ocean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he uh, he commented like crazy. I guess he really got into us at one point. Uh, yeah. I hope we haven't let him down with our with taking so long to get that last podcast yeah. out. But uh, I haven't seen him around for a while. I hope he'll be back. Well, uh, if there's one thing the Brits are known for. It's their dedication to the Lost Podcast. <laughs> so uh, I think you'll hang in there. And uh, crumpets. Well. Thank you. Yeah. Of course, we love Vicky H. She's uh, always there. Right. Vicky H, our original number one fan. And, uh, <laughs> She's the OG fan. Yeah. She was there from. She was there when the Lost Podcasting Network didn't know about us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we uh, thank her for sticking it and, and really promoting our thing. And she, it was her suggestion to go there anyway. So, uh, yeah. Definitely. I'd also like to uh, request the listeners, uh, especially for those of you who are probably most of you, listen to us via iTunes and the podcast is there is uh go send us uh go go review our podcast on iTunes oh uh, yeah uh it's cool we only got two comments one really bad one really good yeah so, you can uh, you can join the likes of Angie Q yeah well don't join Angie Q but uh yeah go go on there and uh do some more reviews we'd like to know what you guys like and dislike and stuff and not that we're gonna tailor it to what you want i mean that's just silly no this is, <laughs> this is not this is not burger king um no but, uh, if you say something bad we'll ignore it and if you say something good we'll just assume you're right we'll get it tattooed on our ass uh that's basically what we do with good comments mm-hmm. um so yeah do that uh also um our <laughs> Our uh, 
uh, Lost Lowdown uh, Trivia Contest Sweepstakes Giveaway should be up by now, right, Justin? Ha, yeah. Uh, it's up It's up as we record this, right? Yeah, I think I just put it up today. Yeah, well, it'll be up by the time this gets posted. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, obviously, the directions will be uh, in the post for it, and uh, we're going to be giving away whatever we decide to give away, and that will be in the post. So, uh, yeah, do that because it's cool and fun. And, um, yeah, this, we, you know, we really give. We give a lot. Uh, so, you guys join the Frapper Rap. Jeez. Yeah. What other, what, Amy, I mean, if anyone in the audience can give me one other lost podcast who does a four hour podcast about old season one crap nobody cares about, please. <laughs> And not only that, we—I mean, we got—we got pretty in depth about all sorts of stuff. So I think we came up with some very interesting theories today, and 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 connected some some interesting pieces. I mean, the telepathy thing is panning out, and it's 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 getting its place. Uh, Wonderful catch-all. Yeah, well, and then the eat some stuff with Ethan. I think we really brought up uh, at, at very least some interesting questions to ask. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, no, we, we work hard. The hardest working, what do they, what do they say about people? The hardest working podcasters in show business. I don't know. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, what else did we, what did we sort of want to mention real quick? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything offhand. Uh. Well, okay, I guess that's it then. I think that's it. I think we can uh, do our thing and uh, get out of here for this month. <laughs> no, we'll be back very, very soon. Soon, soon. soon. Oh, I hope so, guys. It's it's tough these days. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back as yeah. soon as we can. We want to get through this season one mess. and. Uh, so go ahead and watch episodes, uh, what is it, 16 through 20? Yes. And uh, get ready. That will be our what we'll discuss in the next podcast. Hope there should be some very interesting stuff because that's uh, right before the end of the season. So it's going to be uh, all culminating to some big stuff. Right, definitely. As I recall, there's there's quite a bit in there. So uh, yeah, the last part of season one is really good. Definitely, definitely. All all hell breaks loose, literally. Yay! Well, <laughs> it was only tied together with Velcro. What do you expect? Oh, zing. Yeah, I think when you zing my jokes, it actually makes them seem worse. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's let's change that. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll try to stop zinging. I mean, I either laugh or I zing. Yeah, no, let's let's not do that anymore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you and namaste. Namaste and good luck. All right, I'm stopping. Me too.